What it is, all you fledgling perverts, this is the J-Dog, this is Exploited Cinema, episode 20, here with my co-host, Bat32, what up, brother? What's up, dude? It's uh, good to be back. Uh, it's Back in black. It's been a while, man. Uh, it's kind of refreshing to be able to do this show and everything again. I've kind of missed it, so. Yeah, it's just been kind of a fuck-up of a whole schedule thing like you had company down and then i've been moving working like kutakinte to try to get into my new crib and yeah yeah exactly and you know i've been on the quest for uh knowledge and, and then everything knowledge. in life so <laughs> I, I seen you were trying to find yourself so eh, spiritual enlightenment a lot of things my life's changed i'm 24 years old you know i'm kind of you know Bloody figuring God. figuring life out a little bit you know one step at a time and stuff and yeah i remember those days it's 10 years ago for this cat but i'm still trying to find myself got a small dick so it's hard in the yeah. dark so what are you gonna do <laughs> nice that's nice <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, we're here. This is, uh, I guess, kind of a Lucinda Dickey episode, eh? The bitch is fine, too. Well, you know, we talked about um, Toby Hooper's kind of like uh, three-picture deal with Canon, mm-hmm. so I thought, well, this was kind of planned before that, actually, too. We wanted to do this, I think, like, seventh or eighth episode, maybe tenth episode, and just... Motherfucker, you wanted to do this before we even started doing the show. It was uh... one of the first things you mentioned. You're like, ooh, ozone, turbo, ooh. Hell yeah, man, I love breaking one. I mean, I've... You know, I love them both, but, man, Breaking One is just so awesome. I find myself putting it in, like, every um, every month at least once, you know? And it, like, gets me, I don't know, it kind of gets me pumped. It gets me hyped. It makes me feel good, like... I was you know feeling I mean? it. I got into it, man. It's got new appreciation for, uh, <clears throat> I got new appreciation for Lucinda Dickey. Yeah, definitely, you know? That bitch is hot. Yeah. Didn't really give her that much credit before, but... 
very, I, very, uh, she's kind of an acrobat, you know. I, I think that's why she got in on, on Ninja 3, too, because she had all those acrobatic skills and was able, very flexible. Yeah, she was able to pull it off, yeah. I even watched uh, well, that cheerleader movie with her in it. Oh, Cheerleader but, Camp. Uh, yeah, hell yeah, where she plays the mascot. She's a, she's actually the killer in that, you, you find out at the end. Yeah, I, I never realized that until I started looking up her IMDb, because like, um, I had always seen that uh, Cheerleader Camp in the video store back in the day, but like, it just never, I don't know, I never was drawn to it, and then I found it used at, uh, on DVD, and... Mm-hmm. I, I thought Anchor it was really Bay one. Yeah, I thought it was kind of goofy though. I still got it. I mean, I I throw it in here and there once in a while, but well, I think it's great. Like it's uh, got Betsy Russell, a mm-hmm. high flute bitch in it, and uh... <laughs> exactly. It's got the old uh, what, Playboy Playmate ex porn star Terry Weigel in it too. Oh yeah, yeah. I've seen her and some other. She was in a few other movies before. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of titties. There's some good stuff going on. It's corny. It's corny, yeah. They got the rap in there too, as well. So. Fuck, who else is in? Buck Flowers is in that too, actually. Yeah, and it's got. Um, got your boy Buck. Who else is in that? There's somebody else in. Leaf Garrett, right? Yeah, haul at your boy. Exactly. Maybe uh, before the drugs. I don't know. He was looking pretty healthy and stuff in that movie. So. Yeah, he's probably only smoking weed then. Right. Right. Exactly. He used to <laughs> do westerns and stuff. I, I had a western with him and Jim Brown was in it. Man, I can't remember what the Jim Brown. Was. What was it like a nigger Charlie ripoff or something? <laughs> um, you know, I think it was kind of like a. He's not really the star, but I think they were kind of trying to get like best of both worlds. You know, they were trying to get like a black exploitation thing going, and you know, having like something for everybody. I guess you know. Word word, something to draw in all the fucking suckers, make a few bucks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm exactly. Yeah, yeah, Jim Brown throwing fucking dynamite and shit. Yeah, it's this is bad. Jim ass. Brown throwing it down. <laughs> Good times. Well, shit, we got a whack of questions too. Eh? Like the show's yeah. taking off, man. Yeah, it's become very popular, and I want to thank Dead Pit for uh, promoting us on their banner rotator and stuff. That's really cool, and stand up with those guys, and uh, really appreciate it. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, speaking of Dead Pit, actually, I uh, just want to say congratulations to Uncle Bill. Oh, no, yeah, he probably ain't listening or nothing. Yeah, but the uh, the bun is out of the oven, so so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To put it as sleazy as I can really say without offending anyone. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, congratulations to him and his woman. Good times, man. No kids on my end, but hey. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Me neither. And uh, hopefully not too soon. Maybe down the road. But yeah. Yeah, You'll have to start showing it Monster Squad by about age two. Right, right. Well, yeah, that would definitely be a movie. Because I didn't get get it um, during my childhood. But that's definitely something if I had kids, they, they'd definitely be seeing that. The Goonies. Mm-hmm. Goonie, Goonie. You know? Goonies I grew up on, definitely. So Yeah, it's good stuff. But yeah, just... Uh, thanks to the Dead Pit. Thanks to all the listeners behind the mask guys. Yep. They're taking off too. They're like AIDS in Africa. They're spreading everywhere. Of course, T-shirt Joe uh, and yeah. How, how can we forget T-shirt Joe, the AKA the Hitman? We can never forget Joe. Joe's so fucking cool. <laughs> Joe is cool, man. Joe's like smooth like shit on a hot summer night. He's just fucking. He's just slick like that. Just real cool cat. Bad. But anyway, enough jabbering. I guess may as well. Uh, jump into some questions eh mm-hmm. yeah we've got um got one whack. well we've got one that like we we it got misplaced to, so forgot. to speak on the facebook page though 
Not that we didn't want to read it or nothing. No. It's fucking hidden question thing. It was like, I don't know, man. A fucking Houdini act on us just disappeared, and we just found these questions. So, so <laughs> if, if it's apologize. been a while and you're like, what the fuck? Um, yeah. He's like, them motherfuckers don't want to read my questions. But the first one is from uh, William Wallace, which he's written in quite a few times on the Facebook hey, and Wallace. email. Oh, yeah. And um, he says, uh, hey, guys, uh, definitely my favorite episode so far. Great interview. And that tells you how far back this was. He's referring to the Mark Pittman episode. And uh, Hey, fuck, we always like to hear that come up. That was a great interview. Oh, yeah, it was fantastic. Definitely. Um, Highlight of my of, career. Yeah, the height of the show, for sure. So. He goes on to say, I love the tales of guerrilla filmmaking. Really want to see both the films now. They sound awesome. Always been a bit interested in Manson, so thanks for the recommendations for films and documentaries, etc. And Cease to Exist was pretty cool, actually. The start of the episode had me laughing my ass off, too. I remember Exploited Sim as becoming legendary. Anyway, I've recently been watching a lot of uh, witchcraft, satanic, occult-themed horrors. What are your favorite films in that genre? Hmm. Witchcraft, satanic, cult themes. Let's well, think for a minute. Fuck. Well, I, I like the Kevin Tenney like witch board, witch traps, just terrible. But yeah, yeah you guys reviewed that on the Furox, didn't you? Yeah, and it was like which, the last episode, wasn't it? On episode seventeen. Very well could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, speaking, like oh, exploited cinemas like surpassed the Furox by a bit now too. So longer running show, I guess. Not saying it's any better, but eh. <laughs> we're not going to cut hairs here. Fuck. I, I love going back and listening to those past episodes. I like doing so. these, too. It's all yeah. Um, fucking, yeah. There's lots of good shit. Like, fuck. Well, you know, you've got, the, one, uh, you've got the classics, like... Devonsville Terror. I like that one. you got, like, The Omen and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exorcist. Those are mainstream ones, but he's probably looking for underground ones. I know I've got some. I'm just... I'm, I'm coming up short here. I mean, Dunwich Horror, if you like old stuff, the Devonwich uh, or the Devonville Terror, I think it's called. I think Donald Pleasance is in that. It's like a mid '80s. Well, if you like um, documentaries, because I know he said he he um, liked hearing the recommendations on some documentaries that had to do with Manson. Um, there's a documentary out there um, put out by something weird, and it's called Satanus, and it's about the Church of Satan and Anton Lavey. It's it's an interesting little educational piece. I think it's from 1969. Um, so there's some real satanic stuff there. If you're into that. Um, if you like the sleazy, cheesy kind of witch board ripoffs, there's like them witchcraft movies. Like, fuck, isn't there like seven or ten of those or whatever? Yeah, I've heard of those. I've never delved into them. So I, I've I never just heard found of some, actually. <clears throat> I haven't watched them, but I just found parts two, three, and four, I think. Hmm. Hey, you sleazy. haven't checked them out then yet? Haven't had a chance. I was on my last VHS run. I picked up hundred and some tapes and slowly trying to work my way through them. Is that when you were out of town? Uh... Yeah, it was when I was on holidays. Yeah. 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 On your tapes. Wow, man. Where, where did you hit a lick, huh? <laughs> I hit the pawn shops up in the bookstores and all kinds of shit. I just was finding tapes everywhere I went, it seemed. Right, right. I figured buck, 50 cents a piece. You can't go wrong, but. Mm-hmm. Fuck, mm. these fucking movies are off the top of my head. Uh, witchcraft. Well, The Gate, 
Yeah, the gate and the gate two. The gate two really dabbles with because I mean the kid's actually trying to invoke. You don't like that movie though. You were shitting on it. No, I don't. But I mean, I like the earlier parts of the movie, but I just feel like it moves too slow and it doesn't move in like a fantastic direction. So. Lewis Trip kicks ass, man. Well, Season of the Witch by uh, uh, George Romero um, dabbles in that stuff, and I covered that on the first episode when I ran solo. Season of the Witch. You like that that one, don't you? Yeah. Fucking A. That's Romero. Of course I like it. I think it's one of the better, like, earlier, like, from the, you know, uh, there's always vanilla. and His early uh, canon, like, his shit after night and between Martin. mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. The shit that's the few things that are sandwiched in there, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best of them. I mean, I like it better than Night of the Living Dead. I know that's blasphemy, and Axel and Jay Scott will be like, damn you. (laughs) But uh, I do like it better than... I've gone on record saying I like remakes. What the fuck, Tar and Feather Me? Might might as well go even further and say Season of the Witch is better, so... (laughs) Romero would highly disagree, because he hates it, so... I still really like the original Night of the Living Dead. I throw it in once in a while. Me too, me too. I really like... I'm on a black and white kick. I like the extra features on... I think it's the Elite DVD, right? Um, The red... It's like the red case. You probably like the 30th anniversary edition. You know what? The funny thing is... I watched it, and, um... I liked some of the music, and and I'm man, I know I'm going out on a limb here, but some of the score pieces that they used well, you're gonna were say interesting. <laughs> no, of course not. I'm not going to say it's better. I don't think it's better than the original whatsoever. I think the added footage and stuff is terrible, but... I bought it for five bucks just to be a completist. I, don't know. I might pick it up for like five bucks if I saw it, or I might download it. I, I like the um, colorized version of Night, too, as well. Um, that's mm-hmm. the first I time I ever saw it. Night was on the colorized version. I got like four versions. Fuck, we're off topic though. Fuck, oh, sure. I know. Jumping in any top opportunity to jump into Romero. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fuck, if I wouldn't have just found this question like ten minutes ago, I would have been more prepared for it. But right, right. Yeah, sorry, that's Will. What all I can give you off the top of my head, I'm not in my movie room either. So maybe, sorry about uh, forgetting. We'll, yeah, maybe we'll get, I'll get back to you on this one though. On yeah, the next maybe show. Uh, next show we can we can get a whole list of stuff because I'm sure I've got a bunch kicking around in the back. Look and another up, yeah. I'll find and, you some obscure shit. Well, I mean, Evil Dead de- deals with some satanic stuff. I mean, those are it's got demons in it and shit. I mean, oh, yeah, a lot of the films. Sure, yes, I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah, though. of course. Um, you know, a lot of the films I think we we uh, we grew up on have had occult elements and satanic elements all throughout them. I mean, it might not be the main you know plot of the story, but most of the stuff I watch has elements of that. So Just watch horror films from the 70s. and Exactly. That's yeah. pretty much all it is. <laughs> yeah, you, well, well, I guess we could get into a little bit. I mean, it seemed like a lot of the filmmakers from, from the 70s were really fascinated with satanic, you know, practices and wishcraft and stuff like that, so... I'm not sure. Maybe it's, like, people just being curious about things, and... I mean, even I've delved into some research and stuff about that kind of stuff. Never dabbled in it, necessarily, but, I mean... Shit, I've used Ouija boards, and... I know you you and Tony talked about this before, and Tony's deathly afraid of the Ouija board. But hey, he's scared. He's a little bitch. I mess with the ta- I mess with the tarot. I mean, I still actively use tarot, and um, got the tarot know. devil to suck my dick. So, hey, what's up? 
Oh, sorry to cut go you. Go ahead, man. I was going to say, what's that movie with Linnea Quigley? Uh, was it Don't Go in the Park or something? It's got some witchcraft shit going on. I don't think I've ever seen that one. <laughs> fuck. I can't remember what the fuck it's called. <laughs> is, it go good? is it good, though? Yeah, I don't think it's that good. I can't remember. It's got a little bit of a cult activity yeah. in it, though. Huh? Well, yeah, they're trying to sacrifice the bitch and stuff. The fuck? Wow. Trying to... Trying to find it right now, but uh -huh. I don't know. Okay. not having any luck. Like I said, my shit's all the shambles. Well, I guess we'll have to get a list together for Will, and um, maybe we'll post some some trailers or something as we think about it. You know, um, along the way too, as well. So yeah, I'll hook them up. I think it's called "Don't Go in the Park" or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, it'll be a two-part question. We'll, we'll we'll see if we can come up with some more next uh, next episode. Seeing as how we made him wait so long too to yeah. answer the question too, so. So I right. guess you want to jump on into to the, the next, next one, one. On to the next one. All right, this is a new listener. He's fucking, he's fanatical. He's, he's hooked, man. It's like crack. This is Dale Roy. He's a, actually a former Canadian. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think, remember you saying he was from Alberta. He lives in the hills of Pennsylvania now, so. Oh, he basically made the dream move that you want. <laughs> yeah, well, he lived in Philly for a while, too, and then moved there. So yeah, yeah, my, my boys. He has Philly, lived my life. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Cool, man. But anyway, he goes on to say, uh, as mentioned earlier, I'm a new listener. I'm just getting caught up in all the episodes of Exploited Cinema. So far, I've listened to 15, 19, and then went back and started with the first. He says the first five have been great so far, and I'm loving the show. Uh, but episode six, uh, you get a short message saying bandwidth has exceeded. I just wonder if that episode will be getting re-upped. Is there a problem with episode six? I um, you know what? I'm not sure what the problem is exactly. I don't know if when he was trying to play it was before. See, that's why. Um, I guess we haven't even talked about. It. I know I've posted on the on the um, Facebook page, but for those who don't get on the Facebook page or whatever, um, recently went back. I've got a new um host. Um, thanks to actually uh, Profondo Cinema guys gave me a hint on where they were hosting through and um. Mm -hmm. We're now hosting through like a free site that they basically it's unlimited bandwidth, unlimited storage space, and the files are actually um, better sized to download. So he yeah, might they have don't tried fucking to clog up all your porno space on your computer. Right. So. Yeah, originally some of those files were like 180 meg. Now they're actually the original. Cause see, we're, we were hosting through um, Podomatic. And to get, get you to basically buy a pro account, they would make your downloads double the size. So mm -hmm. no more of that, of course. They're all um, regular format, regular size now. Um, so if that was before, um, I think la around the at end of the last month is when I did it. If that was before then, it should be up now, and you could check it out. Um, and now, like, there's no players but if you double-click the download, it'll stream in your media player. I don't know about Mac users, if that were, if it'll open up in iTunes for you like that. It should, I'm thinking. But if anybody has any problems with Mac, please hit me up and let me know. Um, and we'll try to get some players back up if there's a problem. But I haven't heard any complaints from Mac users yet. So Because I know... Um, I'll get my old lady to try. She's got a Mac. I know uh, uh, Todd from... Uh, 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 behind the mask uh, is a Mac user, so I haven't heard any complaints from him yet. So. That dirty old pervert, the River Man. Yes, dumping his hookers in the river. 
So if anybody's been having any trouble, and let me know if there's any trouble too. I might have missed something, and maybe I put the link in wrong, and that might be the one out of the 19 episodes up that, that I missed. So Probably. Uh, You're too pissed and stoned. Yeah, right, exactly. It's like, you pissed or higher, what's the problem, right, man? Right, <laughs> And just lazy, mm. mostly. That works, too. All right, I guess we answered that. He goes on, he says, also, Bat mentioned in an earlier episode about the Furrocks episodes on his computer and was planning to make a site with all the old Furrocks episodes. He kept hearing how great the show was, and he wants to hear it, and he's just wondering if that ever came together. Goes on to say, fucking love the show, I'm hooked. Cheers. And then he goes on to say he did actually search Google yeah. or whatever, and he was able to find them. Yes, they are up. They're at um, CanadianFurox.blogspot.com. Uh, Basically, just replace Exploited Cinema with Canadian Furox, and you're there. And um, mm-hmm. But there's still – I need to get up in there and um, fix that page up a little because it kind of just – I just kind of threw them up there to get them up, and it's also from the uh, – old Potomatic host, so those files are probably big, and eventually I'll get in there and um, fix that up, but they're they're there to stream and um, download, um, so they're out there, if you guys They'll want They'll never them. go away. Yeah, they're, they're going to stay up, and uh, yeah, the, the, the whole 17 episodes are up with, oh, the only thing I hate to say, and I talked to Tony too, and he said he didn't have any of the old descriptions or whatever, but I wish I could have put all the little descriptions he had wrote for each episode because they were cool and stuff it was nice to you know what he wrote and everything and have those but fuck yeah those are classics that's like the universal monster movies those shit are going to be around forever classics man well hopefully we can keep i mean it i mean i'm not going to get rid of them and they're all free websites so like unless the you know um i need to download them i don't have any of these on my computer Ah. well maybe i can send them to you too because i know they're a little bit um bigger um, like, cause they're through the old host. So, or like I said, down the road, you could wait until I get it up with the new host and then you can download the original size files and everything. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, That's those, funny. those episodes are awesome. And as I've said, you know, I, I was a huge fan of the show. Um, you were. guys, yeah, I, I loved it. I, I listened, I didn't, I never actually, the funny thing is I was like, I'm kind of hanging on the fence, you know. Like I list, I started listening from. Episode You're like, who the one. fuck are these goofy Canadian motherfuckers? Eh? <laughs> I was, what are they trying to rip off? Well, I started listening by episode one, but um, you know, I didn't. I never actually hit you guys up with a question until like episode ten, I think, was around the Charlie Bronson retrospect. I think it was when I first, you know, made it announced that I was in the shadows listening. So came but, out of the closet, eh? Yeah, it, it quickly went up as like my favorite podcast, just because. You know, you guys were just, like, I could really tell you were so passionate, and, like, the real big draw was that you guys covered obscure movies, and it's kind mm-hmm. of what this whole show is based around, which, if anything, I stole your guys' ideas. Oh, so. fuck yeah. Well, that's why I figured, I, I'm like, hey, this guy's ripping me off, I may as well just get in on get it. Get in on it, right, exactly, <laughs> and I fuck? have no problem getting you in on it. I mean, shit, I ripped you off, I should offer you a spot on the show, too, and... And like I've I said figured before, it was common courtesy anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like I said before, Tony's more than welcome on this show anytime, you know. And uh, hopefully um, with this contest, we might be able to wheel him in on this because the contest kind of has to do with him. So mm-hmm. if we get Joe on this episode, expect expect uh, the changeling too as well. So the pepperoni man himself. And it's we always might, nice to We hear. might finally get to see Superman naked. Yeah, exactly. That's like an inside joke from the Ferox days, but I'm, <laughs> I'm still waiting to see Superman naked anyway. Right, right, exactly. 
<laughs> All right. Well, we got a, another question here. I guess it's your turn, so you can hit it off. Okay. Um, Zach, Zach Wells. Yeah, Zach Wells writes in and says, Hello, Grease Fiends. Great commentary last episode. Very awesome movie choice. Gotta love the Hess man, of course. Yes, you do, man. Fuck you. He'll, rate, he'll ass fuck you if you don't love him. Down by the fire. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says, also, great answer to my question. While there is no wrong or right answer, I would probably go with the same route as batshit and pick Linda. Um, I've always... <laughs> <laughs> didn't like didn't like me uh, saying like Linnea was the way to go because you could just use an abuser and <laughs> give her... Fuck her in the ass and give her a rose bowl and flush the toilet at the same time. Right, exactly. I actually seen a porno like that last week. I was like, holy shit, this what is What was it bank. called? Was it I called? can't remember. It was just a clip on porn. This guy was, like, sodomizing a chick and he stuck her head in the toilet and put the seat down and started flushing it and stuff. It was a new one. I was like, I, whoa. I'm like, this is classy. Like, fuck. Well, speaking of toilets, I've you know what a blunkin is, right? Well, that's what you can get in a blowjob while you're taking yeah, a shower. Yeah, yeah, I, see, I saw a porno do that. <laughs> Fucking, she called it a lumpy, and I was like, bitch, you gotta be crazy. Like, my friends are all laughing at me with some fat chick at the bar. It was Did like, you do it? Hell no. <laughs> she bought me beer all night, though. This was like years and years back. Yeah. And then, then she offered me this, and I was like, are you kidding? Are you serious? And, I got you bu- just took it up so you could, like, you know, tell tell the tale. I'm greasy. I don't know if I'm that quite that greasy, though. I Plus might I do it. I might it. do it. <laughs> I've never done it, but I might. I might think about it. Yeah. Spraying all over. Just... <laughs> 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 That's greasy. Kill two birds with one stone. Come on. <laughs> I suppose. So, but, so... Oh, yeah, he goes on to say... Uh, sorry, I'm cutting in on your question. Oh, yeah, go ahead, bud. Oh, uh, he says, I've always liked dogs, so I wouldn't even mind all the animal talk as long as she didn't go on about her effing cats. He goes on to say, uh, but it would be even better with uh, Blair Quigley sandwich. Mm, Like I said, I'm really... Hell yeah. And like he's saying, he's excited for Critters Retrospect. Yeah, we got to get on that. Yeah, definitely. I need to get you a copy of Part 4 so you can... Part 4, You said you've never seen it, so... No crates in space. Deprived. Yeah, I have been. But he said it was a huge part of his childhood, and he'll always love it for that. He was thinking of another great uh, interview would be Amy Brooks from Part 3. It's like, I don't know if you guys have seen her lately, but she's super-duper hot. She was in the movie, and I really enjoyed, uh, or enjoy called Monster Man. That was another movie she was in, my bad. I'm kind of illiterate here, so. But if uh, you do get to interview her, tell her I love her. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to... Uh, let my b- boys know I'm still loving every second of the show and keep it up, fellas. Sorry, well, Thank man. you, sir. Thank you. I wonder if that mustache is real in his picture. <laughs> the mustache is fucking cool. Man, if that was real, like, fuck, that would take an hour just to dry the pussy juice out of it. <laughs> You'd have to hang it up, fucking get the blow dryer out for it. Right, exactly. I hope you have that problem, Zach. <laughs> yeah, me too, me too. <laughs> Um, Amy Brooks. Um, yeah, we we could definitely look into that. Um, and hey, man, if you uh, if we get the interview, we'll we'll just let you submit a question. Of course, I mean, I've been wanting to do that because I've heard a few podcasts out there, and they actually will announce they're doing an interview and get like pre you know uh, pre done up questions and stuff. And uh, yeah, we'd probably be open minded to that. Easier that way, like not like 
that way we don't have to make all the questions ourselves, like for the Mark Pittman interview. Right, yeah, I was like really, for, we'll take for the that one, I was easy like, way out. yeah, I was really uh, digging for questions, I mean, because um, a lot of questions had been, you know, answered by Jim in past, um, in past interviews, and I know the uh, featurettes on those DVDs are really informative, so yeah, I mean. I asked all the sleazy questions. Of course, of course. Hell yeah. So, I guess that's pretty much it for the Facebook questions, though. Oh, there wasn't any more else on the wall? Or oh, I know we, were, we had some I, hidden ones here. I closed that shit out. <laughs> Let me take a look here. Uh, see what we got. Well, we can just cut this a little bit out. I can edit this out a little bit. I think Mike. Oh, yeah. Okay. What the fuck? Fancy technology. Right. Body dog governor. Um, let's see here. Greg May writes in. I think he's the last one to write in. Right, to then tells us to go fuck ourselves. It's like, hey, check this out. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> you said you closed it down, the, the Facebook. You want me to read it? I'm back in. You okay. can read it. All right. Uh, Greg May writes in and says, yo, yo, what's going on, dudes? It's been a while since I've written in, so I figured I'd lay something down for you guys. Yeah, well, lay it down, white boy. Definitely. This is a, a, a fellow uh, Flyers fan, too, as well, right? Damn, Skippy, yeah. yeah. Fucking... He lives better, near. Better he lives. He, doesn't he live in, in PA or? He... Yeah, he was going to get me some uh, autographs last year, but he never uh, got around to it from the practices. So, heads up this year, buddy. Season's only like a couple months away. Better get that pen and paper handy. Mm, exactly. <laughs> I'm just busting your balls. So he writes in and uh, he goes on to say, "I'm a little behind on listening to every everything, so I've been so crazy busy, but I'm getting back into the swing of things." Coming up in the end of September, I'm heading into Pennsylvania to check out the drive-in. They're having two nights of movies shown in original 35mm print. One is Zombie Night, and the other is called Savage Cinema Night. I'll leave the link on the page anyway. Show uh, Anyway, show is always great. Later. And he okay, yeah, I see did that post link. the link above here. and uh, Yeah, it's Savage Cinema of the 70s and Dead Till Dawn at the Harvest Moon Drive. And they're showing, uh, what is it? It's September 4th, 2011, American Graffiti, Tulane Blacktop, Viva Knievel, and Cleopatra Jones, which is a exploitation film. Mm-hmm. And they're all in 35mm. I'd love to see Cleopatra Jones. I've never seen it before, and that would be awesome to see it in. Tulane uh, Blacktop would be badass, too. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never seen any of these except for American Graffiti, so... That would be awesome. Shame on you. Shame on I you. I know, I know, I know. There's a lot of sleaze I've got to catch up on. So. Fuck. Oh. Well, I guess we got another question. Yeah. Too. Another new so, listener. Yeah. How do you say that? McKay Bowen? Micah? 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 I think so, yeah. If I'm butchering your name, you can stab me in the ass cheek or something. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he goes on to say, I just found the podcast from the Dead Pit link. Hey, check it out. Fuck, it's already paying off. Awesome. Stealing all their listeners. He's like, I listened to Fur Ox. Oh, fucking A, man. Awesome. Appreciate that. And I was sad to see it go. He said, but Exploited Cinema Show is it's fucking great, man. Mm. He's, I added the fucking in the middle. Yeah, of course so, you had to. <laughs> yeah, emphasize it. Make it sound even better. Mm-hmm. He's like, he said, loves the array of films touch upon and the in-depth reviews. He said the, cur- the serial killer shows are also very interesting as well. Please keep it up. 
I want to do another serial killer show. And yeah, we're talking about one. It might be before uh, March March Madness again. So this one I think is going to be dedicated to all one serial killer because this guy has enough that we can talk about everything. So and I've I got just, to, you know I've I been just digging- watched that fucking new, new movie too, and oh fuck, it was good. That hmm. Secret Life of Jeffrey Dahmer. Fuck, it's yeah. good. Right there, you go. You're already throwing out hats. <laughs> damn it. Fucking well, McCain's you know, I've been finding out some interesting other stuff, like some conspiracy theory, uh, the conspiracy <laughs> theory stuff about him too that we can bring into the mix, maybe. So cool, you and your conspiracy stuff. I know I'm like obsessed with it now. It's my new hobby. It used to be Manson family. Now I've taken it up a notch, and I'm just full blown I, conspiracy theory nuts. So. <laughs> my new hobby is '70s bush porn. Well, what? that's become a new hobby too for me. Yes, I'm watching some right now, actually. Yeah, got my yeah. got my blinds open too, so my neighbors in my new apartment building can check it out. I bet you they love it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm classy. Yeah, <laughs> look at that bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, fuck, awesome, man. I'm glad you enjoy our in-depth review. Sometimes I feel we give too much away, but it ain't like it's fucking new releases. So yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's, like, I mean, we don't ever put spoilers in or, like, spoiler alerts, but, like, pretty much, I mean, if you've been listening to the show that long, like, you know, you pretty much know, like, it, it, that we're going to spoil it because we, we like to cover everything in depth so we can really talk about everything in depth, you know, because, you know, we, we rattle on for a while even after we do the review, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at this intro, fuck, rattling. Well, it's been a while, so we got a lot of questions. So. Got shit to get through, yeah. I think that's it for the Facebook. Now. Yeah, that's definitely it. So yeah, finally. Just jump to the emails. Yeah, we've got another one from Dale Roy. Mm-hmm. He's hooked. He's all over the place. He's on the Facebook. He's on the Yahoo email. It's awesome, man. Glad. Yeah. Nice to see enthusiastic fans. We don't get enough people writing in and stuff. Like I know a lot of people listen. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people do listen, and it's now. If too many people wrote in, though, we'd have to dedicate, make, like, two-part show, one just for questions and one for the actual episode. Mike he goes on that? to... Oh, sorry, bro. No, it's okay. Go ahead. He goes on to say, greetings. I just found your show. I've only listened to one episode. Okay, I've already kind of went through this. But he says, he's hooked already. You guys do a good job and have a good rapport back and forth with your banter. And it comes from, uh, I don't know. Fucking talking lots of shit, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he says, at the J-Dog, uh, the show I started with was the Dawn of the Dead commentary episode, which I enjoyed thoroughly. He's like, I was interested hearing uh, how much you worship the movie. I do as well and went through a long stretch where I was watching it at least three to four times a week. Anyway, the interesting part came when you said you love Philly through the movie. Cheer for their teams, etc. He said, not him, he's an Oiler fan. Sorry to hear that, brother. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Spoilers. And he said, uh, and I and want to live there. That's me wanting to live in Philly. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, it's funny because he's Canadian, uh, lived uh, his first 25 years in Alberta, then moved to Philadelphia. Great place to visit, he says. Uh, not so much to live, though. He said he lasted a little over four years and then moved into the mountains of eastern Pennsylvania. I think he said, uh, you have never been to Monroeville Mall in the commentary. He says he was lucky enough uh, to go there a year ago, or uh, to go years ago as a friend uh, he had for ages when he lived in Canada, knew him through uh, the metal metal, metal underground yeah. scene, yeah, which he had been involved with for a long time, and uh, just happens to live 20 minutes from the mall. He said it was cool going there. J.C. Penney's is still in the same location at the time, and uh, 
at the time, I, I went half of the parking lots, and the old light poles were still there for the movie. I think a lot of that's changed now, though. Mm. But they were in the process at that time of ripping them up and replacing them. It's a shame they do not have uh, really promote the fact that the movie was made there. Yeah, that's what I commented on when I had gone yeah. there. They had a Spencer's Gifts, and it's like they're ashamed of it. There was no action. Well, back then they didn't have any action figures yet, but at least they could have had like the VHS or something. But I had talked to a security guard, and he told me that Pennies had moved over to the other heard. location, and I had actually went into the new Pennies now. Um, the elevators are still the wood grain and stuff, so that's why I was confused at the time. But, um, yeah, I think they had moved, and I'd gone there back in the um, early 2000s when they still had the light poles and stuff. And I know the um, the the uh, uh, railing and stuff around the top floor, that was looked the same. It was that black, like, looking, zigzag-looking design thing they had, mm-hmm. and that was still there, but the... The clock tower and stuff like that was moved. Of course, the uh, the uh, ice rink is now the uh, food court. So, sweet. Mm. I guess I'll finish his question mm. off. He's uh, said sorry to ramble. Uh, I somehow felt like reaching out to, after hearing that show. He's like, it's awesome to have a fellow Canadian doing the show, and uh, he loves your attitude. Like speaking of me, the dog mm-hmm. man, and raunchy sense of humor reminds me a couple of buddies he has from back in Canada. Us Canucks, we're fucking greasy, man. And yes. We do have our own uh, kind of lingo and shit. Like half the time, you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I don't. Good. I'm over here in the dark like, what is that? So this guy, what's he talking? Fucking yeah. gibberish? He's like, I do not want to write a novel. I just wanted to let you know I am listening and appreciating what you guys are doing. Keep it up. Cheers, Dale. Well, thanks, brother. Fuck it. He's living the life, yeah. Mm-hmm. Alberta to Philly and now into the mountains. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, yeah. Monroeville Mall, fuck, I wish, man. One of these days. Yeah, just to be able to go there and just, even if the mall doesn't even look identical, I'm sure it would be a quite a, a pilgrimage for you to just wow, be there. If, if flying didn't make me puke my asshole out, I might uh, go there soon, but fuck, I get sick when I fly. Yeah, I've never that, flown before, so I don't that know. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. You don't even know. No, I don't. I probably I've only never flown will. Once I've only done it once. Well, what do they got now? They got nude body scanners, and uh, well, at least here in the states, and uh, they put their hands down your pants and touch your kids' genitalia and stuff. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> A bunch of perverts. Yeah, basically, there. it's like it's like. Yeah, like if you want to be, uh, yeah, if you want, if you're a child molester, it's like get a job at TSA now because you're gonna fulfill your dreams, you know, fucking, fucking weirdos, fuck. Hmm. Yeah, that's why I probably won't be flying. It's not that I think some guy's gonna be on the plane with a bomb. It's that I've got to deal with fucking perverts to get on the plane. Guy fucking half jerking you off. And yeah. Line oh, up. I heard. Oh man, I heard the story. Of this guy, he kept getting back in line. He took um uh, <laughs> Viagra and kept yep. wanting to get him to touch his dick and stuff. So I think that's funny. I think that's great. That's that teaches that's him awesome. a lesson. You know, you're gonna have weirdos attracted to this kind of shit. You, you know? want to touch my dick? Here you go. Yeah, and they said that it, it, the the woman said it was like she thought it was a billy club in his pants. <laughs> that's how hard he was. That's awesome. <laughs> Best check yeah. in foreskin, too, eh? Fuck. Oh, he got back in line like three times. Like, eh, I don't think you searched me down good enough. <laughs> he's just sitting there whipping it while he's standing in line, eh? Just working it. Oh, man. That's funny. So, uh, we got this is a question for you, bro. You yeah, this is uh, from Riverman uh, from Behind the Mask. And he writes in and says, 
Hey guys, what's going on? Just have one question for you. J-Dog, knowing you're a big fan of the zombie genre, what is your opinion on the movie Dead Snow? I am a huge fan of this film, and I really don't think it gets much of a buzz from people. Don't let the fact that it's subtitled turn you off. It's a very solid Norwegian new school zombie film with some exceptional gore. If you or Nick haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. If you're into Nazis and zombies, you will enjoy it. Peace, Riverman. Fuck, I have it. I got the steel book, but it's still sealed. I haven't fucking tied into it. But I did see a little bit at the old ladies one night. It was on TV. Mm-hmm. The yeah, gore was good. It's Subtitles also Dodd have Snow, been, I think. The German uh, title is Dodd Snow or Norwegian okay. title, I guess. So. I know the subtitles have kind of turned me off. That's why I haven't got around to it. Um, I watched it over at my buddy's house on, on his Netflix. Um, it's... I, it's okay, but it's obvious they're directly trying to rip off Evil Dead. I mean, you'll see it. I mean, that's what turned me off to it was that it was a blatant Evil Evil Dead ripoff. So um, it was okay. It's gory and stuff, and it's nice to see you know some winter winter esque films, you know, because it all takes place out in these this mm-hmm. wilderness and stuff. So. Now the gore looks great, set across that white backdrop. And yeah, stuff, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah. Visually, it's enthralling, but um, plot-wise, it's been done before, and and, and Raimi did it better. So um, <laughs> I, I recommend it if um, if you are into zombie movies that aren't by Romero. It's a good non-Romero zombie flick, but um, hey, there's no such thing. What that there's no good <laughs> other non-Romero <laughs> zombie films? No, nah, I'm just kidding. Well, yeah, I, 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 I need you. to watch it. I have no, to no, agree I... with you on that. They're really. The best zombie films ever made were by Romero, I mean, hands down. I love Return of the Living Dead, though I find myself watching it more and more all the time. It's good, it's good, but, I mean, if you're going for the serious, you know, survival horror stuff, yeah, you're going to want to go with Romero. Oh, yeah. Fuck you, bet your butt cheeks, buddy. Romero all the way. So we've got do we got um, some more here? I think we got another one. Fuck, we got all kinds, man. We got a question from Newt. Yeah, you want to jump into that one? Yeah, I got I got it up. He says, uh, "Hello, bros. Love the Jim Van Beber episodes." So he must be in the Mark Pittman show, the Pittman interview where we discussed the Van Beber, blah blah blah. <laughs> Pittman slash Van Beber, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. He said, "I just discovered Van Beber this year. So far, I've seen the Manson Family, which is fucking amazing. I, I guess it was." And uh, his various short films. Van Beber has a unique style that makes him stand out from all the crap that's coming out. Anyway, love the podcast. Keep up the good work. Newt. I agree. His stuff does stand, you know, outside of the box as far as, you know, visually and uh, as far as the plot goes. I mean, he, he, he does independent films, but, like, he does them, like, like somebody in Hollywood would do them. I mean, not time wise, but like the product is there. You know what I mean? It doesn't look half-assed. It it looks good. Definitely, he needs to check out Deadbeat at Dawn. If he ain't got around to oh, that. Oh yeah, that's like the that's the holy grail of like mm-hmm. independent action films. I would say, mm-hmm. and I don't know how many independent action films there are out there. Are there a lot, or is Van Bever kind of a pioneer on the on the indie uh, action circuit, or what? I'm sure a lot of that straight-to-video action shit that was coming out in the 80s was indie stuff. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, well Cannon put out da- a lot. David, so. That David Pryor guy, the guy that did Sledgehammer, he was all... like That was like really the only horror movie he did, that and Killer Workout, and the rest was 
Like he did killer workout. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. He did a lot of action films too. Like I got quite a few of them that I found going through my VHS tapes, like Night Wars and. Do they look like? Ones. Hundred, two hundred thousand dollar budgets? Is that what you're saying? Because I think it, isn't that what yeah. Jim spent was like a hundred or two hundred thousand? I think. And yeah, they ain't very big budgets. That's for sure. Are they as good as Deadbeat though, or oh, not I, really? I guess not. Fuck, nothing's as good as Deadbeat. <laughs> wow, man, that's hardcore. Even like some of the canon action stuff, you wouldn't even put it in the same rank or what? Oh yeah, well yeah. Oh okay, canon. Uh, no, Deadbeat's good. I'm just saving saying the David Pryor stuff. Oh, okay, okay, I understand. <laughs> I, said I thought I you were generalizing, like, the shit from the 80s in general. Oh, no, no. I liked Van Beber better than uh, prior. <laughs> Put it that <laughs> Yeah, Killer yeah. Workout's okay, but it's not great, so, yeah. It's pretty good, though. It's all right, yeah. I like that shit. Holy fuck, this porno's weird, man. This guy's, like, got this chick all laying on a table, and holy fuck, he's got his little tiny dink covered in jelly and whipped cream. <laughs> <laughs> this William Lustig porno is fucking whack. Well, hey, Lustig had to like he had to like really go above and beyond for his first film. I mean, there was already a lot of sleaze out. So this guy kind of looks like William Lustig. <laughs> <laughs> he might be William Lustig. I hope not. He's got about a two inch dink. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, <laughs> well, that's funny. Well, here's yeah. another question for you. I guess this would be the last one. Yeah, Dale Roy writes in again. Um, Once again. Yeah, well, I mean, he's we've been away for a while, and he's probably, like, just, you know, now experiencing each episode, so he's probably got tons of questions in his head. He's, this is the, he probably was only able to fire off three just to... Yeah, oh, this, is, this is awesome. This is, like, the uh, dedicated to Dale Roy uh, question hour. It's hmm, yeah, kick-ass, man. Answer his questions all day okay. long. Keep shooting them, brother. So he writes in and says, hey, guys. Just had a few random questions to discuss. I'm a new listener, of course, <laughs> and have been furiously catching up on all the back episodes, listening to the first ten now. Damn. Just, wow, so he's really, he's almost done with all of them. Halfway. Um, he, he said, I just listened recently to the episode with the porn and sleaze movies, Thriller and Breaking Point. That's my favorite episode we ever did, so. <laughs> I mean, as far as just like a regular back and forth, because like. Slow I don't know motion if, cream pies. Yeah, I don't know if you realize it, but like. Fly. I was pretty fucking nervous when we first started doing the episode. Like when we did the intro, I was like fucking nervous and shit. I mean, I'm bitch. doing the show with the J Dog, you know. So, uh, but we, that, but it was weird because like you know, like where you'd build up this rapport over a bunch of episodes. We actually built up a rapport throughout the first episode we did together, which was amazing. So, mm-hmm. but he goes on. Easy. Oh, pretty go ahead, bud. Back. Oh no, you go on. Oh, I know you're laid back, and that's why I was able to just kind of slip right into it and just... I mean, because I'm already a talker, so once I get comfortable, you know, you can't shut me up, and you know that, so... Fuck, I know I have to cut you <laughs> off if I want to talk. You're like, buddy, i got to take a piss. I'm like, yeah, but buddy, I'm not done. Yeah, it's like, shut up. <laughs> get that wrap it up thing. Wrap it up, B. Wrap it up box. Yeah, fuck. Good old Chappelle show. Hell Yeah. So he goes on to say, uh, just wondered if either of you have seen any of the following 70s porn trash sleaze movies like Dr. Bizarro, Intrusion, Defiance of Good, and I think if you if you might like Forced Entry, that you might like Forced Entry, which is the sick movies where this Vietnam vet has all these flashbacks to war when he is going around raping women and killing them. It is a really messed up film. 
I want to see that. Fuck, I just watched Water Power like an hour ago, half hour ago. So yeah, I'd be definitely interested in that. <laughs> yeah, I've been um I've been searching for forced entry for a while. I heard there was originally a DVD out that they considered the G version. It must have had a lot of the rape stuff cut out. Yeah. And um it's it's recently been released, I think. I know Pete's Pete's got a he had a copy of it sitting on his table, but um when I saw him at uh at uh Cinema Wasteland, but my girl wanted to get some straight porn, so and we didn't actually get straight porn, like we got some weird stuff cuz Pretty much anything you get from Pete's gonna be sleazy, which I was yeah. I was happy with, you know. But yeah, my girlfriend it, was disappointed. It ain't the kind of stuff you buy to jerk off to. It's the kind of stuff you buy because it's just whacked and weird and sleazy. Well, I guess if you're weird and like Bush, I guess yeah, you jerk off to it. But exactly. as for uh, Doctor Bizarro, I've been looking for it because it's actually a roughie and um, like Water Power is, which you were watching earlier, actually, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, but I have, but I have been getting into a lot of the roughy stuff lately. Um, I've got um, a copy of Femmes de Sade, which is Alex Dorenzi. He did some uh, roughy stuff. I don't know if Pretty Peaches would be considered uh, roughy. He did that one. Um, boy, I've got a lot of sleazy roughies. I've got um, yeah. If I want pink uh, flamingos, wet too. wilderness. Well, you know, I don't know. If, I guess you could conf- consider uh, Pink Flamingos a roughie, but sort of, in a sense. Uh, well, the vine's eating shit. Mm. Well, she's also sucking her supposed son's yes. dick, which she's a man, so it's a man sucking another man's dick. Stepson's dick. And, yeah. yeah, it's pretty sleazy. And uh, I want to see that one where she gets raped by the giant lobster at the end, or he gets raped, whatever. I think that's uh, Mondo Trash Show, maybe, or something like that. I've seen um, another one he did. It's, it's. I think he put it out right after uh, Pink Flamingo's called Female Trouble, which has got Divine in it. And uh, it's this great, there's this great scene. Her, like, husband wants to leave her or whatever. And uh, he, he, I guess he wants to, he keeps saying he wants to move to Detroit so he can work in the auto industry. But his uh, mother wants him to hook up with a gay guy. She can't. Um, envision him with a woman, you know, and keeps trying to hook him up. And he works at a hair salon, but um, before he's gonna leave, he's like, he goes up and knocks on the door and divines his wife. She answers the door and he's like, "Hey, I got a present for you." And she's like, "Well, oh, really? What is it?" And he's got his fist behind his back and he punches her in the face and knocks her on her fucking ass. Nice. I don't know, man. You'd have to see it. It's just this. It's just so fucking oddball and shit. Well, I want to get into that water stuff. I don't have any of it. Yeah, Waters is awesome. Um, have you seen Pecker or Serial Mom, stuff like that? I mean, those are... I've seen those, yeah. Newer titles. Serial Mom back in the day and Pecker on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. Earlier this year. Yeah, he's gone more mainstream. I mean, he had, a, like, a cameo role on The Simpsons once, so that, and I know he was in Jackass 2, I think, so that tells you how mainstream he's gone, but I think he's still got some sleazy gems uh, in him, you know. Um, another good one's... Uh, Hairspray's okay. Um, I know you've seen. You probably a lot of people probably seen the remake, but Hairspray's okay. It's that's kind of when he went mainstream. Um, but yeah, he did a lot of grimy stuff. I don't like. I said I don't know if you could really consider Pink Flamingos as a roughie, but hey, you might be able to. It's more of a shock, kind of a gross-out film, if anything, kind of. Well, it's definitely pre-Jackass. I mean, you got divine eating yeah. shit at the end, dog shit. I mean, it's kind of like, what do you dare? What do you dare him to do? You know, kind of thing. So, 
It's like that uh, Grosso contest with, who was it, Alice Cooper and Frank Zappa or something like that? Yeah, I think I heard about that, yeah. Alice Cooper shit on the stage, wasn't it? And Frank Zappa went and picked it up and took a bite out of it or something. <laughs> I think that's how it went. I remember my dad <laughs> telling me the story. Like that. Yeah, I've actually heard Unless that. Unless that's like an urban legend or something, but... You know, I've heard of one about Ozzy. He was on the road with... Um, or maybe it was Ozzy. Maybe it was Ozzy. I, I heard about one where they were doing dares and air, Ozzy got down and snorted a line of fucking ants off the ground. <laughs> I think that might have been Ozzy because they were like... I, maybe he was on the road with Motley Crue. That's who it was, I think. And they were... I think it was like Nikki Six or, or so, one of those guys. And it was just a whole just depraved contest. The whole fucking tour. See who can sniff the most coke out of fucking Ozzy's ass or something. Who, who can like, shoot the most uh, Jack Daniels in their veins? <laughs> I know they uh, shot liquor uh, up and shit before. So. Of course. Yep. Oh, exactly. My porno's over. Well, we got some more of the question here. Um, also, uh, he asks, who picks the music sh- for the show? Well, that would be me. Um, J-Dog Mostly, I, I throw some of the shit in there. Like, I threw the Sublime and the Slayer exactly. and a couple mm-hmm. things in well, I, I usually pick. I mean, I, I'm, I'm blind all, melon was my pick. <laughs> yeah, blind melon. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I used to be a hardcore metal fan. I'm now more kind of a middle of the road. I kind of listen to everything now, except for country music. I'm yes. not as hardcore of a headbanger as I was. Like when I was in high school and through middle school and stuff. You know, I was a really pissed off kid. So like, yeah, thrash angry metal. Yeah, I was angry, and I'd like combine motherfucking kids. Well, not to that extent. Although I did rock a trench coat to school occasionally. Probably the kind of kid I beat up on back in high school. No, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. We, me and you would be beating up kids <laughs> together. I, I used to I collect was an outcast, but I was an outcast bully. So yeah. me too. I used to go around with my buddies, and we'd like collect taxes off the younger kids, so we could buy nachos and donuts and shit. Walk up to them. Oh, and we yeah. just we just take a cut of their stuff. Like, like we'd snap my finger like taxes, and they give whatever fifty cents or cough it up <laughs> half their chips or whatever to fuck. <laughs> yeah, I was a dick throughout high school. I I regret I was a, such an asshole. I was such a pissed off person and stuff. Like the kid I the kid I was then. If I met that kid now, I'd probably kick the shit out of him. Smack him up, you know, seriously, because uh, I'm lucky I didn't get my narrow ass knocked out back then. Oh, I got knocked out once for it. <laughs> thing, thing was, though, when I was 17, I was the same size as I am now. So <laughs> back then I was actually big. Yeah. <laughs> the other kids. That helps out a lot. huh? <laughs> They've all caught up to me like years ago, but fuck them. Right now, they're, now they're all looking you. Out. Where's that Beckman fucker? Yeah. I'm killing. Train, trained <laughs> in that martial arts shit. Now I'll fucking snap him like a breadstick. Oh, you'll really fuck him up. <laughs> they thought you were fucking with him then. Oh yeah. So he also goes More on. Question. Yeah, he goes on to say, "I live in the states now, originally in Philadelphia, which he's mentioned. So I get a kick out of the small pauses when J Dog throws out something that pro- Bat probably doesn't know." <laughs> what it is, uh, such as he said, yeah, I taped it off Super Channel back in the day, or the Canadian oil field references, like laying down the pipe, etc. Because you did work in the oil field. Hell you? yeah. Oh. Laying down the pipe. Oh yeah, baby. That's what you tell a lady in the bar, too, when you pick them up at the oil field bar. It's like, hey, baby, how you feel like about laying down a little bit of pipe? So they know exactly what you're talking about then. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Go up. I got six inches of pipe. I need to lay her down. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. 
I guess. Super, super Channel, too. Oh, fucking the memories, man. The memories. So is that, like, just the local channel? Like, because I know we got four local channels. It was, our, it was our movie channel. It was, like, Canadian movie channel. You subscribed to it, and you got... That's where I first seen Creep Show and Big So Trump that was, like, the China. HBO back then, then. Is that yeah. What, okay. Be- oh. Better, though. Fucking Canadian-style better. You know, just speaking of that, Which, I, I used to go over to a buddy's, and he had one of those old satellites that, like, you tuned it in and stuff. And we used to get um, some Canadian channels late at night, probably back when we were in middle school. And you know what I realized, and now I'm thinking about it what, um, when we were talking about Cronenberg and, and um, there being a public access station that showed nudity. I remember us tuning in some Canadian, must have been your guys' local channels, and there was nudity. They were showing uncut movies and stuff late at night, and we were just mm-hmm. like blown away. We'd never seen anything like that, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember back in the day, like all the shit after a certain time was usually uncut. And that's reasonable. Why, why wouldn't you do that? What what soft core what stuff kid should be up passing if you if you got your kids up passing? You, you it's, talk about the parents, not the fucking pro. Yeah, you fucking don't badmouth my parents. They let well, me no, no, I'm just saying, I I'm, saying the, I'm saying the fucking guy, people out there that want to look down upon the people that 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 program this shit. You know, which is the parents usually. It's like no, man, if your kids. If your kid's disturbed and stuff by something, it, it, you should be doing the work. You know what I mean? The fucking like, rug not the bed, parents yeah. necessarily, but I mean, the parents that want to bitch about what their kids are watching because they're too fucking lazy to pay attention, that's the problem. You know what I mean? It ain't the fucking programmers, you know? We're they're programming that. for adults, you know what I mean? So, <clears throat> True that. But uh, he goes on to say, total Canadian references, of course. Fucking love the show's. Please keep up the great work. I'm addicted to the show. Thanks also for putting up the old Canadian Furox episodes, which he did find. We'd love to hear you guys do a fan commentary of a film like Pieces, so campy and great in a cheesy way. Cheers, Dale, a.k.a. What is this? Eat Flash. Flash on Horrorboard. Oh, that must be that's his. his. That's his board name on Horrorboards. Oh, okay. He's okay. Eat Flash. Eat Flash. Okay. Eat Flash. Right on, thanks, Dale. Hell yeah, I'd, I'd like to do a commentary for Pieces, actually. I could go off on that movie. Like in a good way or a bad way? Oh, in a good way, fuck. I could pop off, especially when the fucking Chinaman jumps out and does his thing. Oh, bad chop suey. <laughs> fuck, that's just gold. Um, You know, I got a, I got mixed reactions with that film because I, I remember picking it up <sighs> and saying... Of course you wouldn't like it. Well, you know what? When you say you don't have to go to Texas for whatever, Chainsaw Massacre, that's what got me to buy the thing, and you can't even hold a candle to Chainsaw. Come on. Let's no, it's not trying to. But watch it, it, watch that's Torso what the, if you want something that's... I've seen Torso. Like. Torso is awesome, actually. Mm-hmm. A little long, but it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But, um... I, I would have to get, I've got the um, the the bare bones, whatever, VHS rip version they put out. Um, the Diamond DVD, that's the one it is. So what? I what are we talking about again? I forget. We're talking about pieces. Oh, yeah. yeah. Look, I, I got the two-disc special edition grindhouse, so. I figured you did, so that's why I said we might be able to do it, but, I mean, I would have to get the special edition. And is it out of print now yet? I mean, that's a. Probably. That's a code red title, isn't it? They Grind, it Grindhouse. Oh, Grindhouse put that out. Okay. Yeah. Sloan's boy there. He yeah, I mean, what, what's what's up with uh, what is it? Uh, what's the other? Uh, what's it? Gone with the Pope. 
What the fuck's up with that release? That's the one I'm waiting for. Yeah, I'm waiting for that, too. You're dying for that one. You were bugging me about getting a tour, and I couldn't find nothing. Like, cause Fucking Uncle actually... Bill seen, it, seen that in De- Detroit. They had yeah, man, I wish I was. Slippy. Why the fuck weren't you there with your fucking camcorder filming it for us? I didn't even us. know it was playing until I heard about it on Dead Pit after. Mm. I was like, what? Played in Detroit? Please come back to Detroit, you know, but... No, the story on that, though, I did delve into the story, and apparently um, they found that in, like, in um, the director's garage, and uh, and they actually edited the film, so it was never released until they put this print together, so... I've seen the trailer, though. It looks fucking awesome. Oh, it does. Fuck. Every Catholic in the world kick up a dollar to get the Pope out. It's genius. It's a genius idea. That's a perfect ransom. Awesome idea. If it's anything like Massacre Mafia style, no, I know I'm going to love it. Oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Oh, yeah. Good times. So I guess that's it for the questions, then. Yeah, we're finally done. Marathon run of questions. Do we have any um, announcements or anything? Anything you want to pop off real quick? Or I'm just going to throw a few shit out there. Fucking go buy that new Code Red uh, Nightmare in a Damaged Brain DVD. It's fucking fantastic. You I got it. it now for sure, huh? Yeah, I got two copies. Yeah, you should Fuck. send me one. Yeah, for some reason, I my when I bought it on Amazon, it was, my credit card was fucking around. It wasn't taking the payments, so, so I went and bought it off of eBay yeah. just to make sure I'd get it and ended up getting both and I ended up with two secret lives of Jeffrey Dahmer too. Well, maybe we can work out some kind of deal cuz I mean six copies of Sledgehammer but D bought did, one. Did you so. get a decent uh price? Did you get a decent deal on the uh Nightmare? I mean, I'll I'd definitely pay you for whatever you paid for it. So. Fuck what we're It wasn't over for. 20, right? Oh yeah, it was over oh, 20. It was. Wow. Oh, yeah, it was closer to 30, I think. 25 Damn. or something. Yeah, they ain't going they ain't going cheap. Well, I mean, maybe we can work out something because I definitely need a. I need that copy because it's got three different versions on it, right? All three mm-hmm. of the versions, and they're yeah, all, restored. all uncut. Yeah, they're all uncut. And what? And how's the um, uh, featurettes? Now, there's a couple featurettes on there, right? I haven't had a chance to get into them, but it's it's jam packed. It's everything we've been waiting for. It's got a long ass interview with the director, subtitled. Uh, yeah, all kinds of shit. That's what took it so long was to be able to subtitle that featurette with him, I guess. Well, because they kind of landed that last second, and all the, they were just about to print the DVD, and it's like, whoa! I'll, he's like, I'll do this now, so that kind of pushed everything back. Well, he he told them that he was gonna <laughs> he was gonna he was gonna talk in English because he yeah, and then he changed little... his mind. Well, yeah, because he was gonna take him too long, and he's just being lazy. So, <laughs> fucker. But, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and, you know, we get the copy, you get me a copy, and we can do a deal or whatever, and um, we'll review it. Have you seen Hobo? Oh, yeah, I got Blu-ray. Hobo. Not oh, on Blu-ray, I got, the, I got the regular version. Yeah, it's fantastic. Dude, though. I saw it in HD. I took my, because I don't have an HDTV, but I got the Blu-ray player, and mm-hmm. my buddy's got an HDTV, but he doesn't have the Blu-ray player, so he rented it, and I took Combined the, forces? Yeah, we combined forces, and I took it over there, and man, I could see, sh- like, that bootleg I sent you. I couldn't even see some of the stuff written on the wall when he first gets off on the train, and he's walking along the, the river there. Man, those are some breathtaking fucking images, man. I mean, that just, I was just falling in love with that movie all over again, seeing that in HD, so it's amazing. <laughs> first uh, first Blu-ray I've seen in HD, too. I've got a few Blu-rays, but I haven't seen them in full HD yet until oh, they that. They look good. Yeah. They look good. Fantastic. So. What else? 
Secret Life of Jeffrey Dahmer. Fucking go pick that up. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just another new release. Uh, Roger Corman, Women in Cages collections. Oh, now yeah, I pick yeah. that up. That's fucking great, too. So What's that got? The Big Bird Cage, the Big Doll House. What else? Has that got Black Mama, White Mama in it? or Big Bust Out, maybe? I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, that's one new to me. I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, something like that. I don't have... Uh, or maybe... The fuck? I can't remember. Maybe it's Black Mama, White Mama. I don't think that's in there, though. Mm, okay. Black Mama, White Mama. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if that was a Corman flick, but I could have sworn it was. So. I think it might have been. I, I'm right into all these fucking Roger Corman cult classic series. I've been buying them all. Like, I wa- rewatched Suburbia for, like, the sixth time the other night. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that yet. Fuck, I love that movie as a hey, kid. I just... You've seen uh, Rock and Roll High School, right? That's a, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I got that up. Fuck all, all that shit. Fucking go pick it up. It's great. Street walking's out on DVD. Get your grip Ooh, on that. Why did you get that? Yeah, that's okay. Roger Corman release too. What's Street the extra features looking on, like on that? Are they gets good or through the night? Ah, fuck. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. I'm just. Rat- I don't have it yet. I ordered it. I just haven't got it yet. No, is so, I wonder if that's. I, get it. I wonder if that's like. Um, cause I remember Tony saying something like there was an uncut version floating around out there or something. And I wonder if that's completely uncut or if it's the version that you sent me or the version I sent you is uncut. My, oh, it is Yeah, okay. the, the two VHS copies I have say uncut on them. Sweet. Yeah. I love that movie, man. I, I, I fell in love with that as soon as I watched it the first time. I've seen it probably about 10 or 15 times now. So. It's a fucking cookie. I'd like to eat. That's all I got. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd, like, fucking cream that cookie, then you'd eat it, you sick bastard. (laughs) Glazed. (laughs) Oh, man, it's just getting sleazier and sleazier as we go along. It is. Well, it's late at night, too. I fucking... It's quarter after one my time. was quarter after three? Quarter after two for you? Quarter after three for me, but uh, kind of a night owl anyway, so it's all good. (laughs) Cool. I guess that's pretty much the intro. We've wrapped up questions. I threw a few things to buy at you. I'm going to have to sell uh, my soul and uh... <laughs> sell, sell your ass and pick pick up some of them nude releases. Eh? Right, right, right. Exactly, exactly. So, and uh, well, of course, as you guys, if you guys haven't figured it out from the Facebook page, we are doing uh, breaking breaking to electric boogaloo along with electric boogaloo. Lucinda Dickey, uh, three. Three picture deal with Canon uh, in depth. Uh, be great if we could have gotten an interview with uh, Lucinda Dickey, mm-hmm. but I think she's trying to stay out of the limelight now, huh? I think so. Yeah, so I like I like the cover for Break, and it looks like fucking Ozone has his hand on her ass. Eh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he probably gonna... did. He probably did. So. Oh fuck, I would if I was him. My boys were over here kicking it, and they're like, "Man, Ozone, he's such a sucker stroker. He's always chasing." Kelly and what the fuck's wrong with him? And they're always laughing at him and shit. But <laughs> ugly motherfucking Turbo, he's just sitting there in the background, like fuck, beating off in the corner, wishing. He's a weird looking motherfucker. He looks like he's like a cross between a man and a cat or something. Just a... his his real uh, uh, break name is uh, Boogaloo Shrimp, and yeah, yeah, Boogaloo I think Shrimp. He's the only one that's still got a career. You may. Remember him? He was on Family Matters when uh, Urkel built the breakdancing Urkel bot. He was actually yeah, a guy he, in there. He was the robot. Yeah, he played a robot in a few things. <laughs> yeah, he did. Anytime they needed a breakdancing robot, he was like first one on the list. So, well, I think Alfonso or 
Yeah, that's, that's what his name he is. Says, no, he's that's Michael Chambers. Oh, uh, fucking the shrimp. Yeah. How do, you, how do you say the other Ozone's name? Fucking, he's still he like choreographs and shit. He's still he's still working too. I think. Well, you know, he's the pioneer of pop locking. Mm-hmm. Actually, so. gotta pop it to lock it, bitches. Mm-hmm. Fucking hey. Well, this, what do you call it? Fucking uh, just getting into it, but fucking like uh, Chambers. He taught Michael Jackson how to do the moonwalk. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like he was the one that fucking showed Michael Jackson and taught him how to do it and. More Michael Jackson pretty much made his move famous. Like where the fucks, uh, fucking Boogaloo Shrimps, fucking royalty checks. Yeah, like a bet motherfuckers didn't know that Michael Jackson did not invent the moonwalk. It was Boogaloo Shrimp. Exactly. (laughs) Well, you know the the interesting thing about Michael is he was extremely talented in the sense that like he didn't pioneer the moves, but like he could like if you watch the making of Thriller. you see that once he sees what the move is, he instantly is like a pro at it. So, I mean, that's why he was as good as he was. It wasn't that he was pioneering stuff. It was that he could pick the stuff up within minutes, you know? Yeah, so. he, he, the motherfucker could do anything. Exactly. I like his broom scene, too. We'll get into that when we do the review. Yeah, though. yeah, we'll save it. Okay, okay. Well, let's roll into a break. You know what you guys are listening to. J-Dog, let him know. Just in case. Rated cinema, motherfuckers. Keep it locked. Hey, listen to this. People of the United States, judges, cops, all the law, I got something for you. Take this and stick it up in your mother's twat. Gone. With the Pope. Did you bring the check? Yes. Give it a we're snatching the Pope. The Pope? Once we got him, you know how much we're going to get for him? How much? I want a dollar from every Catholic in the world. There ain't no law on the water. No law, no judges, no cops, no bullshit. You're free. The only thing you gotta worry about is some fucking maritime asshole. What are you doing? Where's the broad? Put the broads up your ass. Come on. Cut that out, will you? What are you doing? Hmm? Get out of here! The holiness, I caught one. Yes, I'll kill 100 priests for each one of them. Oh, let me. Why not? Do you still believe in horror? Exploitation, sleaze and cheese, and all that goes with it? If so, come check out Behind the Mask Podcast. And if you don't believe, we'll make you believe.
BehindTheMaskPodcast.blogspot.com Welcome back, Grease Fiends. We're breaking into obscure. And <laughs> I know we're a really greasy podcast, and breaking doesn't technically fit into our repertoire, so to speak, but it does because it's a canon film and it's just full of 80s nostalgia. So, mm-hmm. you know, it is a J-Dog. PG film. But... Yes, it is a PG film, but there's some sleazy elements here and there. So, I mean, like, the dance instructor, he's fucking sleazy, so... Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, fucking... Ozone's got his hand on fucking Special K's ass right on the cover of the DVD, so... What's not to love? It's always a plus. Yeah. It's got some, uh... Well, I think the first appearances by, uh... Ice-T, or as I call him in this movie, Whack-T. <laughs> Whack-T, yeah. Yeah, he's a straight-up whack in this. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, my buddies Even, were over, and they were like... Yeah, well, he says it's whack, but he's the wackest thing in the movie. Like, he's what made it whack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, if you ask him about it, he's like, nah, man, that shit's just whack. <laughs> yeah, he was ta- he was credited as rap talker. <laughs> <laughs> whack tea, it should have said. Whack tea, yep. <laughs> so, the film opens with um, some graffiti credits, which is great. Very that looks montage. And, uh, of course, a shitload of breakdancing, and um, at this point, if you don't know what you're in for, you do now. So, We jump to uh, a burger joint where we're introduced to Kelly, a.k.a. Mm-hmm. Uh, Special K. And yeah, she's daydreaming at work. Played by the lovely Lucinda Dickey. <laughs> Which, Lucinda didn't have that big of a career i mean she did what uh cheerleader camp and then these three films and i think she might have done another one or maybe a couple tv shows or something but yeah she didn't do a whole lot kind of just dropped off the map uh, i've seen a picture of her on imdb she's still i think she good. got married i think she got married to like the producer of uh fucking some big tv fucking movie must have been one TV she was series. in huh? yeah no fuck i want to say survivor or something like that yeah, you know what I think when I was looking on her IMDb page, I think it did say one of the main producers of Survivor, yeah, so... Well, yeah, she looks good in her picture on her page, too, still. Yeah. And that's a newer one, too, so... Yeah, she's looking good. 
So anyway, uh, she runs into an old friend, and they talk about their dance careers. Uh, well, sorry, I just want to bust in. Grease 2, sure. she was in, and uh, episode of Perry Mason. That oh, was that's career. the show I was thinking of, Perry Mason. Yeah. Yep. And Grease 2. <laughs> Very greasy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so um, after the little burger joint scene, we jump to Franco's dance school, where basically they teach more of a... Ballet style dancing, I guess you could say, or what would you was call she a it? solid gold dancer too? Was she? I don't I know. Was, yeah, I, I know she, she was, was on um... solid gold too. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, okay. Solid gold dancer. No Make problem. I mean, this is a whole Lucinda Dickey episode, so um, I know she was. Uh, uh, was she like a acrobat or whatever too? I mean, she's she did some other stuff. I don't. I don't know if that was all. Let's. I guess we could look into it here. What else did she do in her career? Does it say or solid gold dancer? That's classy. Okay. Yeah. She. So she's had quite a career. I mean, they. They must have. Cannon must have like purposely picked her out. I don't think she came to the audition. I think they probably seeked her out. You know. <laughs> Which would also her. You know, her flexibility also explains why she was cast in uh, Ninja 3, too. I mean... Mm-hmm. That was the main reason, yeah. They needed someone, a girl that could pull off the moves, and they're like, fuck. Look what the bitch did in Breaking. Yeah, exactly. So here we're, um, in Franco school, we're introduced to Kelly's uh, fairy friend, Adam. <laughs> Would that be an accurate <laughs> description of AKA him? A.K.A. Cupcakes. A.K.A. <laughs> uh, cupcakes, right. Um, who takes Kelly down to the boardwalk to see some real dancing. Yeah, down Break to Venice. Down, that is. Venice Beach. And uh, here we're introduced to Turbo and Ozone. And um, also, if you guys look close, you'll catch a nice little cameo of Jean-Claude Van Damme in this, like, <laughs> one-piece black, like, I don't know, what is it, like a... What would you call those? A mandex. What are they? Is that what they're called? I don't even I know. I don't know. It's like spandex for men or whatever. Like shitty wears. He's the shittiest fucking dancer in the history of dancing. He's just, just sitting there like grooving. rocking back and forth, clapping his hands. But it's it's John claude It's definitely John claude And uh, <laughs> it, this must be how he got in with Cannon, huh? Possibly. So he must have met some of the producers and said, hey, I do martial arts and stuff like that. And they were probably like, hey, we can cast you in what Bloodsport was. Is that the first one he did with them? I think so. So interesting little fact. Uh, if you want to see John claude in some horrible spandex and dancing horribly, uh, check out Breaking. So. You would. Ah! I, I think it's classy how they have like the linoleum taped to the fucking street. Eh? They're just busting out. Was it Cupcakes? He talks Kelly into busting out some moves, too, for yep, him. Yeah, brings him in. I also wanted to mention, um, I'm not sure, maybe somebody can confirm this, but I'm pretty convinced, uh, Flinttown's finest, Terry Crew. Um, you might remember him. He was in a movie um, called Street Kings. He was in a bunch of shit. I think he was in um, Everybody Hates Chris or whatever TV show. I don't know if you've ever seen that. He plays the dad on that, too. So. Mm, no. Big, big, huge brother from from Flint, Michigan. So that's that's where my my uh, my parents are from. So of course I had to throw off a little Flint represent. Any you know, Flint, Flint listeners out there? So a word up to Flint. Mm-hmm. Um, but poor yeah. ass motherfuckers. Yeah, very ghetto, <laughs> very very crack townish. So keep, keep your head up if you're living in Flint. Yep, yep. Um, here, Turbo Tur- Turbo and Ozone's comp. 
like are like kind of competing electroshock the um rival. yeah the electro rock crew shows up and fucking punks punks him really like Ozone yeah. gets he gets shook like he's like kind of a bitch like fucking yeah he wants throw, to they, fight him <laughs> they throw down he gets all the fucking hissy and fucking storms off really but kind not of, kind not, of a trendy set he sets for the freaking movie. Yeah, yeah, thought. he's always running off, getting he's heated. always punking out. Yeah, mm-hmm. like fucking the electro rock crew just keeps punking him out, popping tacos, fucking busting <laughs> out, and fucking we got fucking popping Pete Solomon. He's fucking ripping it up, and Lollipop Oops. Sanchez fucking <laughs> shows him where it's at. It's, it's awesome, man. Yeah. I loved it. I love that scene. Like it's really intense. I love those like, names, Pop and Taco, <laughs> Pop and Taco Falcon. <laughs> you you really get like into it though. Like you're like feel like you're there. Like fuck you. They're gonna I'll break you, man. And like you just get heated, kind of. I don't know. That's how I felt when I first like, they, 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 like dance off and they're like pretending they're fighting when they're doing. <laughs> you love awesome. That. It is awesome. But uh, before uh, Ozone does jump away and punk out, he. Um, he, 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 he talks to Kelly for a minute, and they kind of like, yeah, I'd like to see you again. You know, we should meet yeah. up or whatever. So but He's telling her, he's like, yeah, we'll have you popping and knocking in no time. Mm-hmm. And then after she leaves, he's like, man, I wish I got that girl's number. <laughs> yeah. well, they give her a street name then, too, eh? Because they're like, whoa. Every every dancer need, every street dancer needs a name. It's like, mm-hmm. we're going to call you Special K. Yeah, he's just got jungle fever going through his head right now. <laughs> it's like, Ozone's got jungle fever. Boom, ba doom, boom, boom. I don't blame him. Fuck yeah. Listen to Dickie's like, Bleh. So we jump back to Franco's dance school where Ozone and Turbo show up to see Kelly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they dig the jams and start showing off their skills, but... Uh, I, I think it's funny how Turbo's like bugging him, Ozone. He's like, "What you love?" And she's, "I just like the way she dances." He's telling her, <laughs> "Right, right." It's kind of a reoccurring theme in part two again when he sees her. It's like, "Oh, you just fallen in love again." Mm-hmm. Just, I just like the way she dances. <laughs> just, I just find that funny. So but yeah, they, like you ahead. were saying, they show up at Franco's and fucking they're kind of watching and. Shit's going down. Kelly comes up, talks to him for a minute. Like, hey, you guys, more or less telling him, like, hey, you guys really shouldn't be here. But uh, Turbo, he's just the goofy fucker that he is. Eh? He just kind of cuts right into the class and starts grooving. I thought that was funny. Ugly looking fucker. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, I wouldn't say he's ugly. He's just got like, a, he's got an interesting look. Unique. Definitely unique, yes. You could definitely pick him out of a crowd, so... But, uh, yeah, Franco, he comes in, and he, he definitely doesn't dig it. And... Nah, he cuts the tunes, right, as fucking Turbo's cutting a rug there. Mm-hmm. And Turbo doesn't even see him. He's so in his, like, in his own groove, in his own world. That... Yeah, he's snapping his fingers, and he's still dancing and grooving and popping and locking. And... So childlike his reaction, too. It's like, uh-oh, <laughs> <laughs> or cartoony, yeah. you know. Just busted. Yep. And, uh... Franco basically pisses Ozone off in the process, and uh, those guys kind of are like, yeah, we're better dancers than you, fuck you, and, and walks out. And, well, uh, once again, like, yeah, Franco gives him shit, and Ozone freaks out, and Franco calls him out, like, hey, let's see your shit, and Ozone... Well, no, he, 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 well, he doesn't really want to see their shit, he says, you he know... He kind of just 
calls him out, but he punks him. He says, you know, like if you wanna if you wanna get in my dance school, it's like a limited and like you know, like you couldn't afford it and shit, and you know, basically tell them they're trash. You know, you're, yeah, you're, you're street trash. Get the fuck out of here. You call that dancing? That ain't dancing. That's street bullshit. You know what I mean? Kind of, kind of like uh, something like. Uh, Comparing it to like a guy that's doing tricks on the corner or something, you know what I mean? Like almost magic tricks or something. Turning the music box with a monkey collecting quarters. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, and we know it's more than that. I Whoa. mean, it's more talent. There. Sorry to get off topic, man. Fuck, I'm. I got baby face in the background. Like, there's shaved pussy in this. Yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of shit in that. The, the okay. ladies look great in that movie. This is the director with the big mustache and the yep, the big old ju- the big old Jew afro. Yeah, just ran out a window. Ah, there was shaved pussy in a '70s porno. Crazy. Are you disappointed? <laughs> nah, I'm like kicking in. That big black guy just busts the wall right down. This is this is great. Oh, Sorry, that scene's I- awesome, dude. That's the that's the whole action scene. He fucking. Blows him off the fucking dock and shit. Hits some kind of gas can, blows him up. Fucking an action-packed porno, so... Talking baby face and we're supposed to be talking breaking. Right, that's what happens when you put pornos on the background. (laughs) Yes, so... Anyway, where were we? (laughs) Well, um, the, uh, Franco kind of dismisses the class. I don't know if the class was technically over, but he was kind of pissed that he didn't want to continue, so... Yeah. He has Kelly stick around... (laughs) Um, they talk for a minute, then he says, well, I'm going to show you my new uh, dance or whatever. <laughs> and I actually wrote here, he shows his dance skills, dot, 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 gay. <laughs> yeah, gay old fucking sleazy dance moves. He's wearing over. fucking guy liner, too. Did you notice that? And he's got, like, he's got lipstick on and everything, dude. Look at ah, his he's face. fucking half a fag. Yeah. He's wearing the Van Damme gear. <laughs> exactly. He looks like a woman almost. He's needed a wig, so pretty much he could play a good woman, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugly, ugly one, but so Kelly's getting into the dance because she looks up to this guy actually, and and thinks maybe this might be an opportunity to get in one, with one of his shows. But then suddenly he uh, goes all predator and tries to like force a kiss out of Kelly, huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, Kelly flips out and just basically takes off and. Uh, that's pretty much it for Franco's dance school, at least for Kelly. So. Yeah, yeah, she's done with him. Then it kind of goes to the scene where it's got uh, Turbo and Ozo must be at their job or something, eh, where they work. Yeah, it's like a liquor a store or... Grocery store, like store, a... Yeah. Bandago or whatever, B- Bodago kind of... yeah. Yeah. Where you can buy pot in the back. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You never know. Well, that's what Dave Chappelle says in, in uh, yeah. uh, Half-Baked. <laughs> Bodega. Yeah. <laughs> They got the real shitty fucking products on the shelves. Yeah, yep. dusty. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, this is this scene's awesome though, where Ozone he tells Turbo to fucking go outside and sweep up and takes the broom and you get the whole fucking I don't know, this is like pretty iconic. Like I've seen it spoofed a lot of times. Really? What films? Because this I was impressed when I seen this. Yeah, I can't remember. I think like cartoons and different things oh, like okay, that. Okay, yeah. I've seen it I've seen it spoofed before, like I can. I know this would be the original fucking broom dance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's pretty slick, though, man. He's fucking. Like, he's got some original moves. He's got. He's enjoyable to watch. Now, do you do you think that Turbo uh, Boogaloo Shrimp's more talented than than uh, Ozone or what? I mean, Orlando physically. Quinos or yeah, Quinones. I'm sorry if if he's if he ever listens to this show. I'm sorry, man, if I didn't pronounce Shabadoo. Shabadoo, exactly Shabadoo. So yeah, Ozone or Shabadoo. 
Well, well who do you think is better? I mean, do you think it? Do you think uh, Boogaloo or Shabadoo? I mean, Shabadoo obviously came up with the dance moves, but mm-hmm. it seems like Boogaloo perfects them and takes. They're like ten years difference between the two, kind of different thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hmm, that's a tough call. I'm gonna yeah. have to go with Boogaloo, man. I think I think Michael Chambers is really. He's got he's got the skill. The motherfucker man. showed Michael Jackson how to moonwalk. So exactly, exactly. So I don't know if it gets any bigger than that. Well, you know what I've heard, and I know we're we're just half part of the way into the uh, a review here, but I've heard rumors about a break in three. I've actually heard about it recently. So <laughs> maybe it could happen. I'd love to see. I'd be in. I'd be the first one to put a ticket down, man, for sure. Yeah, I'd watch that. Oh yeah. So uh, uh, from here, yeah, uh, Turbo does the little dancing with the broom, and and it's pretty <laughs> Electro good. Electro rock, eh? They show up again. Well, I wanted to mention the broom. You could tell there was strings there, but like he yeah. was so smooth with it, like you didn't even care that you could see the fish line. You know what I mean? Like it was just, who cares? You know what I mean? It was just so good, you know. So, but yeah, Electro Rock shows up, talks more shit, and. Uh, <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny, because Turbo, he's right in there. He's fucking ready to rock and roll. But Ozone, he kind of backs out again, gets punked for some reason. He got no he got no marbles. I don't think he can fight. That's probably what it is. He can't fight, and he ain't yeah. got no marbles. He don't even want to dance. Like, Electro Rock's fucking just throwing it down, like Poppin' Taco and fucking Poppin' Pete. They fucking just talk mad shit, and these fucking guys don't got no backbone. Mm-hmm. Like Turbo and Ozone, they straight up pussy. So yeah, Electro Rock pretty much tells them we're gonna fuck you up at the next uh, uh, dance break off dance, on dance Friday. Stuff, yeah. yeah. So from there we jump to Ozone and Turbo rehearsing and preparing for the big battle, and um, then we jump to Kelly and Adam talking at the the burger joint. Here we learn Kelly is officially quit <laughs> Franco's. Yeah, and uh, she goes to see her agent, which is played by Mike or is Christopher McDonald actually, and you might have seen fuckers in lots of shit. Yeah, well, one film I really like him in, and I don't know if you have ever seen it, uh, SLC Punk. He plays uh, Matthew Willard's dad in it. Yeah, I just watched that on Netflix too recently. I really yeah. like that. Really, you just watched it? I just uh, rented the DVD not too long ago. I hadn't seen it in years. I love that flick. I had never seen it. I don't think. Well, I think I might have seen it once on TV, but yeah, it's good. Yeah, I actually saw that when it originally came out um, on video. Actually, I think it was ninety nine, two thousand, maybe. And ever since then, I was just like. Yes, this is fucking awesome. It kind of actually got me into punk rock, too, as well. So, Cool. Yeah. So um, uh, Kelly goes to see the her agent, and things um, seem to be promising for gigs. Here we're treated to Kelly's audition montage, um, where she's like going around to gigs and stuff. I like how well, she does the same audition twice, puts a wig on for her day. Eh? And one, she, one, they want a blonde when she's rocking the brunette, and they want a brunette when she's rocking the blonde. So yeah. Should have just been herself kind of thing is what they were trying to say. Just be yourself, you know? So. Yeah, she gets pretty fed up, eh? She's pretty much ready to quit and wants a change, but cupcakes, he fucking kind of talks her into coming and watching the dance-off, like, get her mind off of things yeah she goes to the down battle. to the rate to, to the radiotron or whatever yeah, the place is that's called an awesome name too for a club radiotron yeah it reminds me of like tron the movie <laughs> with a radio with a radio <laughs> exactly yeah here we're treated uh the first appearance of ice tea spitting ice. old school you mean whack tea 
whack T yeah, uh, talk like rapping. <laughs> He's talk rapping. I thought, I mean, you know, I, did, I, I talk a never lot could of rap. Shit. I talk a lot of shit, but he was able to actually. He was one of the few rappers that was actually able to transition over to like mainstream, new school hip hop because it, it, the styles are drastically different. Uh, a lot of you guys don't know, but I do on the side as a hobby spit spit some rhymes once in a while, and I'll tell you. I've tried spitting on those old school beats, and it's nearly impossible for somebody <laughs> that's come up with new new school rap, sixteen bars. Yeah, I, it's 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 nearly impossible for me to do anything on those. So I gotta get my hats off to him that he's able to transition over so well. So whack T, my motherfucker. He's just he talks about like well, he's old school though. He was mm-hmm. a pimp and sold fucking drugs and. Oh, he's now, done it all. Now he's just the biggest sellout ever. He's yeah, playing a cop all the time. Law and Order and reality shows and the fuck or whatever the fuck he does on he's, TV. You know, surviving the game's awesome, though. That's I good. Have, yeah, oh, fuck, I guess. Oh, what else is good? That Rugger Hauer is in that, too. Gary Busey. Like, uh, that's just fucking classic. Uh, another one is, uh, what's the one with um, fuck. Uh, Wesley Snipes? Um the hell's it called where he's a drug dealer kingpin Ooh, new, jack places, city. new jack city gee why could i why i forget that it's awesome that's got fucking some early chris rock in it too mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah plays the junkie at the beginning yeah but of course ice t this is like his first uh string of uh roles as a cop so well you want to talk trespassing too with uh Bill Paxton. Yeah, I've got Steve that on DVD. That's Ice awesome. Cube. That's got Ice T and Ice Cube. It's the first time they ever did a. They, it's the first time they ever Isn't did a that? song together too for the soundtrack. Yeah. So true that wasn't that a fucking. I want to say Walter Hill directed that. You Didn't might you? be right. You might be right. I think I so. That DVD's out of print too. I found it at my video store, and I've never seen it before. But... I got the VHS. I was on a Walter Hill kick the other week. I watched that and Crossroads back to back. I haven't seen Crossroads. I'll have to check that out. Crossroads is awesome. Ralph Macchio, man. Ooh, wow. I'm gonna definitely have to check it out. So, but back to breaking. Um, hmm. Basically, uh, electro rock going like motherfuckers, and yeah, we got Wax T on the stage. <laughs> and they just start in, and they um, they're doing their thing, and then. You know, all of a sudden they break out their secret weapon, which is basically like a chick break dancer. Lollipop Sanchez. Is that what her name is? Yeah, Anna Lollipop Sanchez. Yeah, and uh, basically this move basically helps them win the battle. And uh, Ozone and Turbo are pretty much heated, I mean, to say the least. It's like Kelly says, though. It's fucking all just fucking flash, like fucking... Really, they fucking just threw some tits and ass out there and got all the guys pumped up. And well, there's not a lot of chick. Well, I hate to say chick. Female uh, break bitches. dancing. Bitches. Ain't a lot of ain't a lot of bitches. All right, you, you just you just uh, took it to the top of the mountain, but <laughs> as you usually do. So yeah. ain't a lot of hoes break dancing nowadays. Yeah, I, I mean, not back then, and not well, maybe a little bit more now, but uh, still. Too busy doing dishes, ain't no time mm-hmm. to break that. Oh, we're gonna get some hate mail for that one. The, 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 sweep, sweeping the linoleum as the boys break dance on it. Cooking and cleaning, huh? <laughs> yeah. Little time for hum dogs in between. Mm-hmm. Little roadhead and shit. No. <laughs> Flumpkin. Yeah, you, you can go ahead with that. Clean the toilet, wow. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I gotta take it up a notch. But uh, anyway, uh, we jump back to Ozone and Turbo's pad. 
uh, basically Ozone's bitching and about getting beat, and I don't know. He's almost at the point where he's like, "Fucking, I don't even want to do this." Like, uh, yeah, he's punk. He's bitching. Oh yeah. Kelly and Cupcakes, they come by to fucking cheer him up, though. Yep, they drop in, and um, they decide to train Kelly as their weapon. Well, she offers. She's like, I'm better, so hey. Mm -hmm. And we're treated to a a stereotypical 80s um, getting ready for whatever. I mean, you could put this montage together for, like, someone getting ready for battle or somebody it's getting like a restaurant that. together or somebody training The training together. montage, it's like the Rocky Four montage where he's running through the mountains and shit. Right, exactly. But they're breakdancing in Turbo and Ozone's uh, shed slash apartment. <laughs> Garage, kind of. Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, we're, we're treated to basically a five-minute training montage where... Uh, Suddenly, after Kelly is uh, a pro after five minutes, <laughs> and she got good, yeah, real quick. So, I like when they go and celebrate. Hey, eh? they go out to fucking some country western bar or whatever. It's yeah, it's like some kind of hick uh, burger joint, like an outdoor yeah. one. And but some... they did live music because, like, and they had the posters in the background, like fucking. No, oh, I didn't Dr. notice that. Doctor Hook was one of them. It said. Wow. I, I watched this thing like fifty times. I never noticed. I'm have to go back and see that. Yeah, it looked like a bar and grill mm-hmm. live entertainment kind of place, yeah. Yeah. And uh, here they they basically sit down to eat and some fucking random rednecks uh, start <laughs> That's awesome. talking shit. Some, I don't know, was it, was it, did you think it was racist or do you think it was just because they I were street guys? More the way they were dressed and shit. Yeah, yeah. Coming into a cowboy kind of establishment, yeah. Because it's not like overt racism or anything here. It's just kind of like, who are you? You call them a nigger or nothing. Yeah, right, exactly. So so the three take off. Uh, yeah, like a fr- fight breaks out, and no, Ozone, Turbo, and Kelly don't even get like touched. They pretty much beat each other up. Typical rednecks, too, as well. So I've seen this happen before. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, ducks the punch and they just start fighting each other. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. Yeah, they take off with the quickness and. Uh, Ditch out on their check by the looks of it, too. <laughs> yeah, that's great, too. Um, from here, we jump to um, Kelly's agent's office and uh, she's kind of trying to convince him that, like, breakdancing's like the new wave and this is where it's all going. And uh, he's. At first, he's really adamantly against the street dancing. He's telling her she's wasting her time. Yeah, she's got, like, was it in Paris or in France or something? Like, Mm -hmm. auditions and shit she can go to. And why throw it all away to just go dance on a street corner for nickels, more or less? He he, he doesn't understand it yet. Like, when he went to the Radiotron, he kind of got into the feel of it and stuff. But he doesn't know, like... He doesn't see the money end of it yet, I guess. Well, he's scared of it, too, because, I mean, he's he's kind of... He's, he's got a reputation, too. He's kind of a big wheel in the whole thing. So. He's kind of grown... You can see he's grown up in a nice, uh, wealthy family. He's probably never came down to a place like this club. And he's worried like, about getting robbed and stabbed, it looks like. Like Ricky Schroeder with the silver spoon in his ass. Right, exactly. So, um... Yeah, well, uh, he he goes up and he, he's gonna he's introducing himself to Ozone and Turbo, and uh, I think Turbo shakes his hand, but uh, Ozone doesn't want to have anything to do with him. See, Ozone's being racist. 
Yeah, exactly. Some reverse racism going on. I don't think it's even that. I think it's just because the guy comes in there with a fucking suit and is looking totally square, you know? Nah, man, he's jealous because remember right before this when he dropped Kelly off? Oh, yeah. Like in the gift pack, and she's like, oh, that's just my agent. He he wants to fuck Kelly, and he thinks this dude's sliding it to her or something. You you think the agent uh, wants to fuck Kelly, too, though? Is there a little hint of that? Oh, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't turn it down. Come on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, because he kept wanting to, like, comfort her in her hour of need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, he, the, go ahead. You got. I was just going to say, he just ain't as sleazy as Franco. Like, he's willing to bide his time to get some ass, put in some work for it. Yeah, he needs to turn into this show and start taking some J-Dog notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the battle begins, and uh, but um, Ozone and Turbo have, you know, their own little secret weapon now and, up their sleeve, and it's Kelly. And um, was it uh, Ozone and Turbo went first, or or did Tur- uh, Electro Rock go first? I couldn't remember. Ah, fuck, I can't remember Electro Rock and Stinky Taco there. <laughs> Stinky Taco, <laughs> that's a good name. <laughs> so that should, that should be your da- her her dance name, the, the female <laughs> one, eh? Stinky Taco. Stinky Taco. Uh, taco might smell good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Not now. I mean, she's probably like fifty years old. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Ozone and Turbo and Kelly basically win the, uh, the contest here, and, uh, James is impressed and comes up and congratulates him, and everyone... Yeah, he's, he's really feeling it. Yeah, he's like, this pretty much opened his third eye kind of thing, so... And, uh, everyone, uh, basically wants Kelly to stay, but, uh, you know, she came with James, so she feels she needs to leave with James, and, uh, basically break Ozone's heart. Is wouldn't you say? Kinda. Oh yeah, fuck. He was totally. He was devastated. Like fuck. He wanted to. He wanted to put some moves on her. Well, this kind of reinforces his belief that James is kind of the man to compete with and stuff. Like she's leaving with him right away. And well, if you slow this down and you you slow it down by frame by frame, you can actually see Ozone's heart break literally. Like (laughs) as she tells him, as you can slowly tell, tell his reaction change on his face, like. Huh? <laughs> yeah, he just gets priceless. ripped right off. Yeah. Poor guy. So, um... Shabadoo. Yep, Shabadoo. So, uh, Kelly stops... We jump back uh, to the garage, and Kelly stops by the garage to talk with Ozone. And um, she's like, hey, James is going to help us get, uh, you know, uh, gigs going, and this is going to be great. And immediately Ozone's, uh feels like he's being cock-blocked by James, mm-hmm. and he's against working with him. And uh, she invites him out to this, like, richy upper-class party to talk more with James. And uh, Ozone says, maybe we'll show up. But, you know, he's gonna because, you know, he wants to break into the, you know, the business. So, so to speak. Yeah. So they show up and uh, start rubbing elbows with the elite. And um, you can tell, man, and and this is real, too, because I've worked for rich folks. And I ain't just talking, like, wealthy i'm talking about millionaires billionaires i've actually worked at you know um this camp actually where they'd send their kids or whatever i did video you mentioning that before yeah Yeah, and there was guys like um oh geez i shouldn't even get into some of the names they'd probably fucking kill me so i'm probably (laughs) sending an assassin to kill me i'm not even gonna say any names but let's just say big wigs like you probably have shampoo with this guy's name on the back of it like that's how big this these people are seriously so johnson's and johnson's <laughs> no uh they're they do they also do weapons and stuff for the government and oh, chemical head and stuff and, 
<laughs> shoulder. <laughs> Procter and Gamble. Oh yeah, them too. Yes. So, but basically, you see here like these rich folks. <laughs> I knew I'd get it out of you. Trying to um, basically like they want to use these 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 brothers like for their own little pleasure or whatever and like rich old broads like yo i don't take you home and fuck you kind of thing mm-hmm. and these people are fucking really like this man they're fucking sleazy Mo- not all of them but most of these wealthy people out there are fucking sleazy more sleazy and depraved than even we are i mean we talk about shit like this they actually dabble in some stuff like this i mean seriously so <laughs> They Weirdos. actually do the stuff I talk about. Right, exactly, and 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 enjoy it. So. But um, Ozone ends up meeting up with Franco, and they obviously know each well, other. Well, ja- yeah, James introduces him, and all of a sudden they can just see the fucking party empty out of their faces too, and fucking Franco pulls rank. They almost have yep. a fight here, though. Ah man, they should have put like a little fight scene together, being canon. They could have had like Ozone almost had his balls out of fucking his pocket. I, you know, I seriously think Ozone could have kicked Franco's ass. I mean, I don't know if Ozone can fight, but uh, he could have definitely licked uh, Franco. No problem. Fuck, Franco looks like a bitch. (laughs) He is a bitch. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, um, yeah, Ozone's offended yet again, and uh, they take off. An amateur and a fool. Yeah, that's awesome. Exactly. They talk, take off with a quickness, and then Franco's talking some more shit, and James is kind of like, because it's his party, he's kind of like, fuck off, get out of here. You just offended my favorite guests. You know, these were mm-hmm. guests of honor, technically. That was stand-up at James. That's, oh, that's, yeah, dude. That's what you knew, like, fuck, hey, man, this guy, he's fucking, he's behind him, like, tell Franco to fuck himself, then mm-hmm. get out of my party. Well, you can tell James never really liked Franco to begin with, so this is like, a perfect opportunity, you know? Yeah. So we jump to, uh... Turbo's little breakdance school. He's teaching the kids in the neighborhood how to break and everything. <laughs> Real stand up of the guy, you know. And that one that's little, little hotshot. Really, yeah, he's really talented. I've seen him in a few other movies too. I think Hotshot's his name. I think yeah. is it okay? Was he on Family Matters? I could have sworn I've seen him breakdancing on Family Matters or something like that. So I know there's a couple TV shows and at least another movie I've seen with him. So I don't know. Yeah, that kid can break harder than. A lot of break dancers out there, seriously. Like he can bust up, definitely. So um, Kelly shows up looking for Ozone. She finds uh, that he's basically around Venice Beach, is what uh, Turbo says. So mm-hmm. and he kind of drops a little knowledge on her before she leaves too. He's like, uh, "Don't you like see what's going on here, Kelly?" Like that's all he tells her, but kind of hinting like, "Hey, like fucking, maybe I don't think he wants to see you." Like. <laughs> Yeah, kind of, tell, kind of politely telling her maybe to beat it. Right, right. Well, he doesn't. You know, the interesting thing is Turbo doesn't initially like Kelly. Um, no. I don't know if we mentioned that when they first meet up. He doesn't like her at all because because uh, he's kind of got a yeah. He's got kind of got bromance. like a bromance going on. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not like in a gay sense because I mean, uh, Turbo is kind of a lot younger than Ozone, so it's more of a brotherly thing. I thought at least mm-hmm. so. And uh, so, yeah, Kelly finds him on Venice Beach, and uh, here we're treated to Ozone pouring his heart out about being real and why he dances. And He's, he's whining and pouting yeah. like a bitch again, I, more or less. I gotta say, Shabadoo's performance here is fucking terrible. <laughs> Shabadoo's What do you bitch. know? How do you know about me? Oh, I'm like, oh my god, dude. You didn't need to go there with that. You could have you need to just take it down a notch and just act 
you know, your standard of acting, which is, yeah, he can't do the emotional stuff. He can, but he can't, you know. Yeah, well, she calls him out on it, though. Mm-hmm. Says he's scared to fucking, more or less says, yeah, you're a scared bitch. Like, you're scared to try. Like, you're scared of success. Yeah. You'd sooner just fucking break dance, fucking at these little tiny fucking street corners and live in a garage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. <laughs> he summed it right up. So, uh, he, he, he doesn't get so heated like usual and run off like a bitch. He says, you know, I want to show you something. And this is my favorite, this is probably my favorite breakdance scene in the entire movie. He takes That kid uh, with the crutches is unreal. Yeah, he's handicapped. I, I watched <laughs> the movie a few times and he asked a couple of my buddies, do you think he's handicapped? And like, my, my buddies were looking at me like, look at how his legs like mm-hmm. pop around. He's gotta be, so. He's just got that Down syndrome-y look to him, too. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Maybe he was born that way, you're right, so. But this guy, man, he's got some fucking skills for being, uh, what is it, what would you call him, a uh, paraplegic? Or? This looks like he had polio or something. He got the polio sticks. Mm-hmm. Okay. And his legs ain't swing, his, his legs ain't working anyway. They're no, just... they don't have any life in them whatsoever. That's how he can. he's able to do that. He's got a powerful upper, upper body, though. Ooh. Yeah, he, well, he probably, you know what I was thinking is he probably spent a lot of his life walking around on his hands and stuff like that and uh maybe even crawling around for the longest time until he could get this skill together i don't know it's amazing man i would love to see if this guy is still doing this too you know Mm -hmm. so um from here we jump back to um the studio that uh james has basically rented for him yeah he hooked him up with some studio Studio he also got time. him some jackets and stuff, too, as well. What, what TKO was, crew. TKO, yep. And here we're treated to uh, another practice montage. Uh, very uh, very much 80s style. You yeah. got a lot of montages in the 80s. You got them dancing and in the back, like, it keeps cutting every once in a while to James on the telephone. Desperately like, smoking all, cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. All frustrated look on his face, fucking going through his whole Rolodex, trying to fucking find a hookup for him. Mm-hmm. And he basically comes back to him and says that he can't find a gig for him, but... Franco's fucking pull runs too deep in the dance community. Just Franco's talking too much shit, and yeah, they just can't get a break. Right, exactly. But uh, he has one last little trick up his sleeve, and uh, basically dresses him up in, like, uh, top hats and suits and stuff, and... They get some audition. The Allegro de Bachi right, dance trio. Them, some uh, fucking... <laughs> High pollutant, you know, name too. So that's that's a catchy name, Allegro da Bacci Dance Trio. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's a real, real uh, dance uh, crew, or if they just came up with that on the fly. I don't know. Yeah, hard it's to say. Definitely catchy. So they reminded me of uh, when Mr. Miyagi was signing up Daniel Son for the karate tournament when they were signing up for the dance thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, they go to this highbrow dance audition, and uh, they come in with their suits on and top hats, but... uh, You got Franco and his crew, they're up there busting their moves. Yeah, his guy liner ass, rocking it up up there. And that's I had a couple buddies over here, and they were like, why is he dancing with a dude? There's women and stuff. Why is he dancing Mm -hmm. with a dude? Like, a a lot of gay little references in this. I don't know if the director was gay or the writer was gay. I don't know. Interesting, so, but, uh... kind of dinkish, though, like, once he's done, right away he sees him there, and he just runs like a bitch and talks to the fucking, the announcer or whatever, I guess, the the MC. 
Yeah, he at run, this point, I've he runs some... and rats him out to the judges. And... Yeah, at this point, I, if I would have seen that, I probably would have said, fuck the audition. I probably would have fucking socked him out right there. I'm like, beat the yeah. fuck out of him, dude. Seriously. You whiny bitch. Like, let us dance. Come on. Well, he knows that these judges will probably be, you know, swayed by their new age, new school dance moves that he would have no more chances in this town after these guys took over. So he's kind of afraid. He gets them kicked out of the contest on his word. Like well, initially, initially, well, initially, initially they kicked them out. Mm-hmm. But but uh, Ozone's not going to take this one up the ass this time. So he gets over there and he starts looking at all the judges. And they're goes like, out there all hard, ripping the sleeves off his This reminds jacket. me of like a music video I saw back in there. It's like, well, I never. It's like this is outrageous. <laughs> Judges are great in this, though. But uh, yeah, well, he's got something to prove now, Ozone, eh? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And they bust out their their little routine, and honestly, I don't think their routine is as good as some of the ones in the um, in the uh, Radiotron. You know, I, I thought the dance the dance moves for that whole thing were eh, so so like kind of flat. Were, yeah, they were flat, but they were able to. Convince the judges. Oh, the judges are feeling it. They even tell Franco to fuck off. They're like, get out of here. Yeah, exactly. We're busy. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're busy jiving here. We're grooving. It was the whole good time. Like, you go from the hard-ass judges to, like, three-quarters through the fucking thing. They're, like, dancing and stuff and grooving to themselves. Very much so. They definitely got into the spirit of it. So they end up uh, basically... Giving them the gig. and Yeah, uh, they win the contest. Basically, we're treated to the last final scene, which is the live show that they're doing. And they even brought their longtime rivals, Electro Rock, in and shared mm-hmm. the pie with them. Did you notice that? Yeah, no, that was classy. They brought everyone, like uh, Hot Shot and everyone except the dude with the crutches was there. He deserved to be there, but... Yeah, it, but yeah they, they hooked up fucking the Pop and Taco and... Shit like that, and fuck electro rock. They got a piece of it. It was stand up with them. Yeah, was it like yeah. this? Some kind of new wave street dance show. It reminds me of. It was. I would say that was ahead of its time because I think I saw like a music video. Maybe Jacko did. Maybe two or three years later, that was very similar to that whole street thing and rhythm nation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably something like that. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I really thought that the whole hairdo Kelly had was like not attractive at all. I didn't like that old jumpsuit she was in. Like if I seen her like with that, that totally would have made the wood go. You're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I liked. Her were you short into hair. it? Did you like yeah, that? Yeah. I don't. I like, I I like the short hair. Going on and stuff. It kind of looks butch. I hope your old lady doesn't have short hair. I don't want to. No, no, she don't have yeah, short okay. hair. To no, any they, ladies out there that listen to have short hair, I mean, some some can rock it, some can't. I I thought uh, Lucinda Dickey, she looks like her picture on on uh, IMDb with the long hair. She looks good there, and she she's a Ninja Three with long hair, so I think she looks sexier with the long hair. Cheerleader camp with long yep, hair, long hair, yep. Just the breaking movie she did the short, so I, maybe that was just for um, mobility. Do you think? Maybe, I mean, it was just the style she was rocking at the time. Possibly, possibly. So, Looking yeah. fine no matter what, come on. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. <laughs> no matter what, so. But, um, 
basically the credits roll, and right at the end it says they obviously they already had it planned. You know, watch mm-hmm. out for uh, breaking two electric boogaloo. So electric boogaloo, <laughs> hell yeah. Which is actually uh, CK's favorite of the two, huh? He t- he puts that one over all the time. And he's always beaking up some electric boogaloo, yeah. I can see why he likes it, too. And we'll get into it. You guys will understand why, too, as well, once we get into it. So. Oh, I like it, too. Good times. Um, Any little fun facts you want to add on? I don't... I think I got the IMDB broke up here, so let's see here. I don't know. I've been spitting them out throughout the thing. I can't even remember what else I got. Well, you said that it was the highest grossing film. Oh, yeah. Canon, which was... That's right. Fuck yeah. It was the opening... Make, make, Made Canon the most money out of fucking any movie they ever produced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's a change from um, Toby Hooper's Life Force. Uh, they lost Cannon. a fortune. <laughs> right. This was the money they made, and then Toby Hooper broke them. So. Well, Breaking 2 even made good money. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Uh, I think, was that one a little bit more successful? I mean, like, long-run-wise? No, long the first Breaking made, like, twice as much. But oh, okay. They, they were on a small budget. Like, they didn't really have much of a budget. Let's see here. Do we have any more fun little facts? I guess through the end credits, they said they never re- reveal Ozone and Turbo's real names. I guess. I don't oh, think no. I noticed that, so. Yeah, it made less than half the amount, part two, but. Still, I guess. It still made almost. Uh, Still made over fifteen million though. So. Right, it probably cost them eight hundred thousand to do this. You know, these films maybe maybe a million. They were they were. I can't, I can't see them being too expensive. There's no. That's surprising. Breaking made the most because I would have thought something like missing an action or something would have made a lot of money. Well, now you can see why they like because they did rapping and and I think they might have even. I'm not sure. I might be going on a limb. They might have produced Beach Street too. I'm not sure. I know MGM owns all them titles, and I think hmm. they own all of Canon's uh, Canon. Huh? I think so, too, yeah. Well, that's funny, because, yeah, they would have made enough money off the original break and, uh, on Canon standards to make probably... Th- Ten more tw- films? <laughs> I, I was going to say 25. Oh, wow. I was giving them a little leeway there. But... Well, if they made $38 million, their budget was usually a million, million. million and a half or less. Like, you'd make a lot of movies. Definitely, uh, I, I can see why Canon, you know, really, paid, really paid for it. the whole American Ninja series, probably. I bet, <laughs> I bet. So they're like, guess what, Chuck? You get to make a few more movies. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're gonna do Missing in Action two and three now. Fuck right on breaking. Exactly. So, is this? Uh, I, I shouldn't even ask, but I'm pretty sure this is one you you highly recommend then. Yeah, I, I got a kick out of this. You thought you didn't think I'd like the breaking films, but yeah. Well, no, I, I thought you'd like them, but I just didn't feel good. Eighties review them on the show. So. I got a kick out of Whack Tea and mm-hmm. Blue Shrimp and fuck yeah, it was just good times. Now, did you of, grow up on breaking, or was this something you um, got into later? Nah, I didn't see this shit until two years ago, maybe first time I found it uh, at Zellers or something on DVD. Did you know about it back then, or I had heard about it. I just never watched them. You weren't into those dance things or anything like that, right? Oh yeah. I just oh, you were think, okay. I just don't think I ever came across it, unless maybe I did. I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I definitely highly recommend it. Uh, this, out of both of them, I mean, this is my favorite. Uh, it's it's because this one has more of a more of a realistic narrative. The, the other one, well, we'll get into it, but this one's just more. I don't know. It feels more of like a real movie kind of thing. Like with the the break dancing ain't the main attraction. You know, there's a great plot here, and there's great characters, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's got a little more meat to it than part two, yeah. Well, yeah, the part two is just really cheesy, and uh, it's done it's like by a different montage. It's not the same director that did it either. I think uh, who was the director on this one? Uh, Joel Silberg. I don't know what else Joel did. Let's let's look in and see what else Joel did. Uh, well, he's still around, and he did. Oh, let's see here. He did. He directed Rappin'. Oh. Yeah, so which I haven't seen, but uh, I think I posted the uh, trailer back a while back. So mm-hmm. he did yeah. Prison Heat, which I think I remember catching that on HBO or something back in the day. I think that might have been like a Chicks and Chains kind of. Sounds thing. like a women in prison movie. Yeah, it does, a doesn't it? Movie. And I think he's. It says he's Palestinian, so. He did a lot of foreign films before he came here, so like Pinups und ein Heiber type. I just see Pinups, so it must be sounds German. Something sleazy, <laughs> maybe a porno before. <laughs> so uh, what does it say here? He did for Lombada. I never seen that. So it's like a ripoff of Lombamba. Lombamba. Richie Valens. Did a movie called Bad Guys in '86, the year I was born. Never seen that. Any of these titles catching your ear? Any heard of any of these? Fuck no. <laughs> I didn't think so. So, well, um, great film. Check it out. And uh, I guess we're gonna jump into a break. Yeah, highly recommend it. Yeah, break time, bro. <laughs> yep. Stay tuned for the second half of Obscure when we come back with Break and Do Electric Boogaloo only on Exploited Cinema. Everybody knows when 42nd Street Pete is in the house, anything goes. At the grindhouse. Turns you on, doesn't it, you little maggot? Yeah. Every Saturday night. Mm-hmm. 9 p.m. Central. Mm. 10 p.m. EST. If you want to be a party animal, you have to learn to live in the jungle. This is my grindhouse, 42nd Street Pete. Party people in the place to be! This is what you've all been waiting for. Electric Boogaloo, the ultimate show. With Kelly, Ozone, and Turbo. Electric Boogaloo is break dance too. Yes, ooh. Hi. Electric Boogaloo's action dance, the best you'll get. If you like break dance when you ain't seen nothing yet. I'll finish you, your friends, and your whole damn neighborhood. This time there is an enemy, so they must unite. Because to say what you believe in, sometimes you must fight. You lost your edge. Fight. Electric Boogaloo's the greatest, nothing can compete. And once you've seen this movie, you'll believe in the beat.
Another good one from Canon. Attention podcast shoppers. If you have a sweet tooth, we have a special treat for you. If you download an episode of Profondo Cinema in the next half hour, we'll give you a bag of audio ear candy free to take home to the kitties or enjoy yourself. So, hurry and download an episode at ProfondoCinema.com. Is an electric boogaloo. Uh, it must be one of them jive dances they're doing. It's know. a break. It, is it a certain break dance move? I wonder. Anybody out there, write in and let us know what the fuck electric boogaloo is. Sounds cool, anyway. Is it the shoe there that they're dancing on? Is that what? <laughs> it's got like a plug on it. Is that an electric boogaloo? Quite possibly, could be. Hmm. <laughs> That's a whack cover. That's as whack as I whack. love that. Co- well, Ice did whack. You, the one I put together for the uh, artwork for this episode is the um, break dance, actually. It's the yellow one where they're jumping out of, like, oh, it's like a circular thing with, like, all the crowd or something. It looks really, <laughs> it's eye-popping to an extent, but it looks better than the shoe. Ozone looks fruity as hell on the shoe cover, yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, he, he looks goofy. It looks better with them all, like, jumping into the air. So The Cinda Dickey always looking good, though. Yeah, I like her in that little spandex little thing. She's that little number. Oh, fuck, I guess. <laughs> Fucking French kiss her ass there. <laughs> oh, you want to, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. This one's from 1984 as well. Apparently, like, from what yeah, I They banged them out one after yeah, another, eh? They, like, back to back. I'm not sure. Was, um, was Ninja 85 or was that. I think she did them all in 84 and Ninja might have came out in 85, wasn't it? Or hard to say i know it was same director did uh breaking two electric boogaloo like sam Furstenberg, yeah famous for of course the canon ninja movies like revenge of the ninja oh he, he did, did the entire series okay well, i'm he, not he familiar did, with the rest of them so he did revenge he did ninja three he did american ninja one and two and four 
I'm not sure if he did three. I've seen American Ninja like on Avenging HBO. Force, he did. Yeah, he did a lot of movies with uh, Dudikoff there. Nice, nice. Little tidbit for you guys, but this is pretty much one of his, I think this might have been his first gig with Canon. I'm not really sure. But well, this, he didn't this direct the, the first one, so. No, no. This is where the ties probably listen to Dickie, like he gets this gig for a ninja movie, and it's like, well, this bitch can fucking... Kick some ass and yeah, some like, acrobatic shit. Do me a favor, Lucinda, come and do this movie, too. Kind of got her fa- out of her three-picture deal with Canon, too. Do me a favor, Lucinda, put your uh, legs behind your bat or behind your neck and into, like, a pretzel. Yeah, do me a favor and we'll pick up that quarter in the corner. Eat your asshole. <laughs> I don't think she's a stripper. Oh. <laughs> well. She's she stripped down, but she wouldn't show the money in uh, in Ninja Three. True that. She was she just didn't want to. I bet you the director was like, "Come on, yeah, take it off, take but, it but, off." Kept but, fucking <laughs> flicking fifties at her, right. probably. Fuck this. Fucking pretty soon the pile gets big enough, the towel will drop. <laughs> That's how Hollywood works. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, not throw, always. Throw the fucking cash at it, it'll come out. Some actresses I've heard have, like, uh, you know, agreements in their contract, no, like, full frontal nudity. And Probably, well, she was a classy girl anyway, so she didn't really do a lot of movies. She was more of a dancer, and dancing it's is a what good, got her you know, into movies, so. I agree with you. It's probably a good thing that she didn't get into anything like that, and because then she would have kind of become cheap, sort of, and, you mm-hmm. know, she kind of seems like the holy grail because she didn't do that, like, ooh, what is, you know, kind of keeps you guessing. Yeah, she probably could have had a good career in Hollywood. Yeah, she could have been a porn star. Porn star. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, well, let's get into the uh, <laughs> plot here. Uh, get serious, yeah. Right. Uh... The film opens similar to the first, uh, I think they've got graffiti credits yet again, and um, we jump to Kelly finishing up and uh, going home, I guess. Um, You know, they kind of get into this one, and it's kind of like, there's stuff that happened in between, but like, you don't know what what was really going on. Like, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't just pick up right where the last one left off. No. It feels like maybe there was three months in between or something. Maybe yeah, it's... She, I can't remember. Yeah, there's a bit of a time gap, though. Well, because their hairdos had changed a little bit, and, you know, enough for their hairs to change, basically. <laughs> so, um, it seems Kelly is, um, I guess, uh, raised in a wealthy family here. I would say rich, huh? We discovered... Oh, fuck Eric. Fucking parents got fucking gold falling out their arseholes. Exactly. And her father wants her to, like, go to Princeton, and, uh, you know, dad doesn't approve of Kelly doing the street dancing, and... She probably don't like that she's fucking getting banged by ozone, too. Well, I don't think he knows all... I don't think he knows that quite yet. (laughs) He he learned... He soon learns... shrimp sits there in the corner and watches and plays with his shrimp. He's off. Yeah. He's off with his fucking... His wiggaloo shrimp. Yeah, they let him sit in the corner and watch as long as he doesn't make too much noise. No, he... Whoa, he gets a girlfriend in this one. We'll get into that, though. <laughs> so he's got something, but... Uh, we're, uh, re- we're, of course, reintroduced to Ozone and Turbo, and this film kind of picks up, like, if you hadn't seen the first one, you could definitely get into this one. Oh, yeah. Whole different scenario and everything. Mm-hmm. 
So um, basically, uh, Kelly shows up. Kelly learns that uh, Ozone's teaching like a break dance class now. Um, and here we're uh, treated to the first dance montage uh, filled with break dancing cops and like old ladies and <laughs> uh, people working up on the on the line on the electrical lines and. It's all, it's more of a musical this fucking movie than it is a. Uh... Like a serious movie like the first one. Exactly. It is a bit of a musical. Well, there's no singing. It's just a lot of dancing. Which... Yeah, it's a musical without the singing. Like when the whole fucking everyone in the park and construction men and stuff start dancing. It's pretty whack. <laughs> That's my thoughts, dude. Um, goofy, as I yeah. usually call it. Um, but, you know, the characters are still kind of there. Actually, I'm... I think I want to say in the first one, the characters were definitely more multi-dimensional than this. They're straight two D characters, seriously. They got one objective, and that's it in this movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, basically, uh, this takes the group down to the rec center, basically called the Miracle. Mm-hmm. And Kelly is like showing all the programs. See, and they use the music stuff to like jump you around on the plot so they don't have to like they're like okay we need to fill up an hour and a half well we've only written like a half hour worth of material (laughs) (laughs) i'm serious dude this is that's what this feels like oh there's got to be what at least five dirty old dance montages exactly so like i said kelly comes in and um she's shown all these programs that they got for the kids including like boxing lessons and of course, break dance lessons and just basically a cool place where the kids can go hang out and like they don't mm-hmm. have like some dope dealer trying to stick fucking heroin in their fucking faces and shit. So. Yeah, definitely a pretty good community, like a little rec center for the kids, kind of like a boys and girls club. Or yeah, whatever. I like to see kind of sh- you know shit like that in the community too. So I used to work at a boys and girls club actually. So yeah, I used to work with the kids and shit. So, uh, we're, of course, treated to some more uh, breakdancing here, of course. Yeah, I guess. And, uh, meanwhile, some government fucks are trying to destroy the miracle to build a shopping center? Something like that, yeah. I think it's a shopping center or apartments or something. But, it's yeah, it's right in, of course, it's right on the corner of some prime real estate. And they're one of the last people that haven't really sold out or whatever or they just want that piece of land it's a it's a big chunk like it's a big center they got plus did we mention the miracles like a shitload of different colors so it's kind of a, and they're all crazy looking and it's kind of an eyesore looks like a rainbow that got shit on is it's, what it looks like yeah it's like sticks out like all the other buildings are regular looking i mean i see what they're trying to go for i, I totally understand what they mean with it so i can appreciate it but you can see why these government fucks are like Let's take it out and build a shitty mall. Yeah, all these uh, city bigwigs and shit, yeah. Because they want to try to up the value in the neighborhood, too, you know? Oh, definitely. Run the riffraff out. Like, they mm-hmm. they, they assume that the place is just a fucking money grab and full, exactly. of drug, full of drugs and shit anyway. They don't really know what's going on. They've never bothered to fucking go check it out. Right. And we're really reaching for shit here with this because, I mean, like I said, these are pretty much 2D Here's the bad guy, here's the good guy. <laughs> We're trying to throw some meat to the bones so you mm-hmm. get fuckers don't starve here, yeah. Exactly. Um, so we jump back to another dance montage. And, uh... Er, do we? 
like you said, there's like 30 of them in here. I thought we jump. I thought it jumps into another montage. Or I don't know. You got the notes, motherfucker. Don't look at me. <laughs> uh, well, basically, a little bit more about why these guys want to build this mall. I guess like it's structurally unsound. They say, and so they claim and shit. Yeah. Right, and they need to raise foundation and. Yeah, they're, they've basically given them a reason to be able to just completely bulldoze the building. And um, from here, we jump to the Radiotron. Uh, Radiotron. Yeah. Electroshock and all them popping tacos. And yep. And, and, tacos. and uh, Whack T's back on the mic with his talk rap. or <laughs> spo- It's basically spoken word. For the most part, it's basically bird shit is what it is. <laughs> hey, he was at least he could ride the beat. Oh fuck, I think it's awesome. I love every second of it. So, uh, giggle. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, what's up with all the leather and the buckles and stuff? Is he into some uh, some gay bike club shit or what? He was really into Freddie Mercury at the time or something. <laughs> That's what I thought. I've seen Freddie Mercury in identical looking little uh, leather chain buckle looking. You think they were like, can you wear this or maybe, maybe he's drinking at the out. Blue Oyster? <laughs> uh, like on Police Academy, the Blue Oyster there. <laughs> which one? What was that? The first one? First one and the third one or something. Oh, uh, that's been years. I heard that guy that does. Man, we're getting off topic here, but that guy that does all Always. the sound effects and shit. He died uh, like a week or two ago. Word, Motormouth Jones. Yeah. Yeah, he was a stand-up comedian, too, I think. That's where yeah. they found him. So. Got his break, like, with Cheech and Chong, I think. Yeah, like, I remember he was in... The welfare uh, office is where he was, and yep. he was fucking making all kinds of weird noises. Was that uh, Still Smoking or Next Movie? No, it was Next Movie. Next Movie, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's too bad to hear about that, but that, that's also way off topic. Rest how in do, peace, how, how Motormouth Jones. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. to him, but how, how the hell do we get on Police Academy? Talking, well, you said Whack T was wearing this fucking weird leather-ass shit, and I said Freddie Mercury, and then I said Blue Oyster, and next thing we know, we're talking about fucking Motormouth Jones and Cheech and Chong. So, that's, yeah, that's how that went. <laughs> Back on topic. Uh, so, from here, we uh, find out Ozone and Turbo's New rivals are still basically electro rock, but like some other Latino cats basically taking over. And mm-hmm. if you notice in this scene, um, the other Latino cat from uh, the first one is actually joined Ozone set now. Yeah, Pablo but, Taco and the boys. No, uh, uh, well, what's her name? Uh, the one, the one chick. She's actually on the rival team still, and she's like old boy's girlfriend. Yeah, that's fucking. Did you notice that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she stuck with the old electro rock crew. She's like, I was the last one in, and I'm gonna be the last one out. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what's what her what's her character's name in this one. Like Lucia, is it? Or... I think she's the same character she was in in the first one. I think she just didn't want to roll with old boy. She found another. Uh, I don't know. Someone that was packing more fucking right. burrito. I don't even know. Like he's not better dancer. <laughs> I don't know what what the draw was to him. Maybe you can eat better pussy. I don't know. <laughs> now we're really digging for uh, ideas here. Well, I got to keep it sleazy. Yeah, of course, of course. So basically, they uh, do some kind of break dance like fight thing. 
Yeah, yeah that whole fucking breakdance rumble kind of thing. It's where they don't hit each other, but they're dancing and pretending to. All right, I could get it at the Radiotron, but that was just straight whack. Yeah, it was pretty fruity, yeah. What did you, I mean, honestly, what was going through your mind while you were watching? Because, I mean, I know I sent you the disc, right? And you, yeah. you got actually, you know, what's nice about that copy I sent it's a VHS rip, so I knew you'd love it. Yeah, hey, I was thinking, like, what the fuck, why, does he, why didn't he hit the motherfucker? Like, if someone come up and danced all fruity like that in my face, I'd push him on their yeah, ass. Yeah, I would have punched him in the face. I'd been like, what? Say, get out of here, fruity. <laughs> so, um... I don't know what the what was their misunderstanding. Why were they all heated? Did they even explain it or? Ah, I don't know. Fuck, it's just just an old, archetype. Old that's... boy dances better than me, and fucking, I'm gonna go shake my ass better than he shakes his ass. It's really what it's all about. It just gives him an excuse to dance. That was a terrible scene. They should have scrapped that one. Yeah, it's, like we said, the movie ain't really got a lot of. It's light. Uh, the first one's light, light years on ahead the of this one. It's I'm pretty light you. on the plot. This one. So it's fun though. It's fun. It's fun. I mean, you do get. Um, I don't know. It's kind of you get mesmerized by all the dancing and and you're you're kind of zombified. I it's guess. easy to see why it made like less less than half the money that the first one did, but. Uh, yeah, and it's got a what is it got a four rating on on IMDb, so still a good movie though. Fuck yeah, it. it's not bad. I don't. I think it's. I don't Lucinda think it's. Dicky and Spandex Man. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, want? yeah, but oh. I, don't, I just don't think it gets as much love. And I, I'm well when I compare it to the first one, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say no. So, but moving on, Miracles gets a letter saying they need uh, two hundred thousand for the repairs. Uh, basically, Ozone comes with the bright idea to uh, raise money through car washes, lemonade stands, and break dancing and balloon animals. <laughs> yep. But somehow they basically they end up raising seven grand. So I don't even know, man. We need, man. I need to start doing all this. Get a bunch of kids with lemonade stands and. Fuck, they some, made some fast bread, yeah. Yeah, man, that's a lot of fucking money from just some car washes and shit. They put some work in. Uh, but they were all disappointed. I was like, damn. Would they have to make, like, 200 Gs or something? Right, exactly. I mean, if, it, you know, what they should have got into was, like, shit like Ozone knew, like, a drug dealer, and he knew he could flip this crack or something. And well, that's what they should have did with or, the fucking first 7,000. That's made. what they I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He should have went and, like... Talk to, like, the local drug dealer in town and been like, look, times are tough. We're trying to keep the miracles open. Help me out. And he's like, all right, flip, sure, the, flip this sure ozone and leave. Hooked him up. Yeah, Wack T could have hooked him up. You could tell he was high on something. Get little hot shot out in the corner pushing the shit for him. Fuck. Exactly. They could sell it through their breakdancing. They could be like, oh, we're just breakdancing, but they're actually moving rock. And if they got caught, no one would have been disappointed because they assume they're doing it anyways. So. Exactly. <laughs> the fuck <laughs> may as well live up to the fucking hype live up to the stereotype and get the money man exactly this is a kid's turn, film what are we talking about turn, turn turn some of them girls that are fucking at the fucking miracles out like i i still could have been just, making that money just fast. roll just roll a bunch of uh like convert all that like huge auditorium room into like beds and stuff and just had hookers just hooking like Run sheets and get a bunch of army cots and just have a bang of fun <laughs> you know already how it's done you 20 bucks a fucking room fucking... you already got the guide on how to start your own like cat house 
You crazy motherfucker. All right. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly's got a, basically like a new manager now, and he's like some old fuck. And uh, but he he tells her that he's like found her a gig in Paris or mm-hmm. something. Something's coming to fruition here. And he's trying to get things arranged. Um, for, and she's so excited and shit. But she knows this festival's kind of coming up too. You know what I mean? So and she kind of made it a promise and felt obligated to an to an extent. So. Well, with all this shit going on, yeah, and they decided to have, like, they built a big stage. These motherfuckers went all out. There was another montage, of course, while they're doing all the fucking building and dancing. And Right, we're, we'll get to that. That's down the road here, but... Oh, my bad. I like to jump around. I know, so. you love to jump around. I sit here, like I got... crisscross. It's like, jump around. <laughs> I got, like, three and a half pages of, of notes here, so... Oh, okay. You know, I, you know, I always on, sit man. here, and I'm always like... I think we give too much away sometimes, but it's fucking straight up intellectual. You, you're fucking breaking it down into sections and shit. Well, why not? I mean, and when I hear a show like you know Profondo Cinema, I hate to you know name drop, but those guys are fucking awesome over there. And I hear how in depth and you know how they get down, and I just am like, well, I gotta be, I we gotta step it up, you know, because I know those guys listen. So them motherfuckers <laughs> are smart though. Smart, educated people. I'm like, yeah, we're we're like a couple of bumbling idiots stumbling I'm half around. Half a chromosome a, away from Cro-Magnon man here, like fuck. Seriously, I compare this show to like a blind man bumbling around in the dark looking for like a light switch, or you know what I mean, or just somebody in a dark room. <laughs> That's seriously I'm so, I'm so uneducated. I still sign with a mark. I just make an X on the fucking. Paper. <laughs> No, you don't, really. I no, I know. Uh-oh. Work at a jail, and I can't even sign my name, eh? <laughs> yeah, you probably just scribble. Well, shit, you're, 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 I'm sure your signature looks a little bit better than David Hess's. It's just like a couple squiggles. Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> Did you see that? That's great. What the fuck is this? He's like, fuck, $20? Yeah, that's it's what like you get for I, $20. I thought he just dropped the pen and fucking it just wait, did a wiggle. It's like, where's his signature? <laughs> So fucking great. No. Else, I love you, baby. He puts on yeah. it. It's like, are you gay? No. <laughs> well, I didn't. I just was like, they just personalize shit there. Like, I didn't even ask. I didn't even. I was just like, see, they do that because they don't want you trying to go sell shit on eBay. Well, yeah, who's you got to be it? like, you got to be who's like, gonna buy a David Hess on. picture that says to Jason, love you, baby. Squiggle, squiggle. <laughs> <laughs> And it, it ain't gonna. That ain't gonna you bring. Feel, much money you feel. Anything. You feel gayer for it. I know you do. <laughs> I, I love it. It's awesome. All right, back on track. What were we up to there? So we having jump, that show. Yeah, we yeah. jump back to the ozone, and uh, we meet his old hoe, basically. Pretty much. <laughs> she yeah. kind of looks like she's been smoking meth. Like this, or either that, or this bitch is supposed to be like twenty, and she looks like she's thirty. She's a pretty uppity bitch, too. Yeah, yeah, she looks weathered. She's supposed to be like 19, 20, and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> That's Ice-T's woman he had t- turned out. At yeah, it was, it was his crack hoe that he was burning with his crack pipe and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelly shows up and uh, basically, oh, because I, I didn't even remember her name because she was just the stupidest character just thrown in there just to create conflict. 
So, like her, yeah. right, exactly. So I don't even know what her name is. So I've just been calling her old ho. But <laughs> so she throws a fit and uh, rotten taco. Yeah, basically, basically, what was it at the um, uh, basically at the next show or whatever against Electro Rock or. Electro Rock comes and throws like a paint can. Is this when they do the? Yeah, that's when they do the whole little break off. Yeah, in fact, that chick kind of tells Kelly to fuck off. Right. Yeah, she should slap the hoe. So, um, yeah, then we jump to Turbo asking Ozone uh, if he's like what about like sex appeal and shit. Which this is kind of a weird. I did want to hint about this kind of a weird scene here where they're like Turbo's asking Ozone if he was ugly. If he was sexy and shit, I'm like, What? This isn't what you ask dudes. Fuck if I was as ugly as Turbo, I'd be asking my boys too, like, hey man, am I too ugly to get laid? Like, I don't want to waste my time here. I'm gonna have to go with you, he does kinda of look like a gargoyle. Yeah, I told you, he looks like a cross between a fucking man and a cat and Oh, he's got interesting eyes, is that what you're saying? No. Looks like he has, I don't know, he's just got a weird... Yeah, I didn't say his eyes, he's got a weird-shaped face. Yeah, I just think he's... I don't know, he's just got an... In, I think he's got an interesting look, but... So... It's not... I, I don't know, it's not... Not photogenic, but... I don't know. He makes up with it with a skill, so fuck it. That's how he gets laid. He gets laid and he goes... He just busts out like a fucking crazy break dance, and then he gets the pussy. I mean, they drop their panties probably right in front of him. Mm-hmm. So, you know. I don't hurt them black guys got dick to their knees anyway. So, <laughs> basically, at this point, Ozone takes uh, Turbo under his wing and basically teaches him the sucker-stroking ability to the fullest, as demonstrated with a stuffed doll. Uh... That's this scene is fucking weird, dude. I don't know what you thought, but the whole thing with the doll and the girls kept popping up. I don't know what the fuck this guy was trying to go for here, dude. Whack. It was whack. Get it? <laughs> so Sam, Sam Furstenberg was fucking cracked out or something. Fuck, I don't know. It was, well, yeah, it was, basically Turbo. Turbo keeps. Uh, Thinking it's his little La Senorita girlfriend, which she is pretty cute. I forgot mm-hmm. to mention her. She's yeah, I kept cute. flashing back and forth to like he's dancing with a mannequin, and then and he's then, dancing with a chick, and yeah, he's and humping then, the mannequin, and then he's humping the chick. Yeah, like Ozone keeps thinking it's Kelly, and he was dancing with Ozone for a while too. Yeah, it was a weird scene, goofy fucking shit. <laughs> so. <laughs> Ozone and Turbo go to Kelly's to see if her uh, dad can, like, help donate some money. And, uh... Now, here's a scene. Pay close attention to this. I want to point this out to you. Because I noticed this, like, the third time I've seen it. Um, this is when they first come over. And they're in there, and they, like, talk to her mother and whatnot. And then the doorbell rings. And notice what Kelly says. She goes, that must be Dad. Who rings their own doorbell? Hmm. Strange, yeah. Is that dad? And then that, like, dude that wants to hook up with her or whatever. I don't know, he's a lawyer or whatever? I don't know. He comes in, and then dad comes down the stairs, and I'm like... One of her exes or something it was, yeah. 
Yeah, why was it? Their family wanted to hook her up with, or something. Right, but why would she? Why that was just weird. Who rings their own doorbell? Do you ring your own doorbell before you open it, or what? Like, family, I'm home. Just let you know before not, I walk. Not usually, no. <laughs> I don't think my TV would care if I rang the doorbell before I came in. It's about, <laughs> that's my family. <laughs> so, yeah, it's basically not her dad and some guy named Derek that wants to, like, basically fuck her, you can see, but... Um, I don't know, some racist shit pops off, and then Pops goes on, like, a racist rant about what they would probably do with the money at dinner. For that, he's <laughs> yeah. like, you just spend it on drugs! Or something, like, you just blow it on foolish things, and... Spend yeah, it on crack and shit. Yeah, basically. So, uh, from here we jump to, basically, I'd say it's the best scene in the movie... Turbo's dance montage in the revolving room where he's dancing on the ceiling. This That was this, pretty sick. I was wondering if they maybe used the same room from the stuff and Nightmare on Elm Street to do that. Well, if you watched um uh Never Sleep Again, they say that there was the same room the same room that was used on a Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Oh well it was the same one that they used it in the stuff too. Oh, okay, I haven't seen the stuff yet, so okay. I need to get a copy of that. Cool, three different movies. Hey, is that, a, is that out on DVD, or is that a VHS Volt potential? No, I got it on DVD. Oh, okay. Yeah. Un- the uncut version? I, guess, I don't know. <laughs> I got VHS copies, too. I'd have to look. Okay. So, uh, Turbo's, yeah, he does his little dance scene, and... It's pretty. It's pretty fucking cool, actually. Like, I I really like it. I I mean, it was just, that's the one that caught my eye the most, and that's why I why I watched part two because I hate the whole story. It sucks. Dancing around your living room, trying to dance on the ceiling too. Or I, what? I just it would be cool. I think it would be awesome to be able to dance on the ceiling and shit. Like, cause um I remember them talking about on the Nightmare on Elm Street, like looking at the room flipped upside down and shit when they were doing um. It was making them dizzy and sick and shit, eh? Yeah, it was it was fucking with their heads and shit. So like I'd want I I think that would be interesting to experience. I knowing how films are done and especially if I knew they were like, yeah, everything's bolted down, like that would probably tell my brain, this don't worry, this isn't going to confuse you because you already know what it is. I'd probably I'm start sure, puking and shit. I'm sure it'd give you a little bit of motion sickness while you were it was revolving and stuff, but Eh, I think it'd be fun. It'd be interesting. Hmm. Yeah, I'd maybe check it. I'm kind of a pussy though. <laughs> I think it'd be interesting. I like that kind of concept makes me want to like buy a house and just build like a whole room that's upside down. <laughs> <laughs> Better just get into the rock with, if you want a house like that. Just to fuck with people. Wouldn't that be that'd be the shit, dude? Be like, yeah, look check out this room. It's all everything's upside down. <laughs> Go in there and take a hit of acid or something, you know. Fuck, people would be blowing their minds. <laughs> Shit. So um, we basically jump back to the club, and Ozone tries to get help from Electro Rock, but like old boy blows him off. Like he's like, I don't even know what you're talking about and shit. Like I don't, I ain't feeling you. Basically, thinks he's trying to play him. Mm-hmm. Trying to put the hustle in, yeah. Yep, and then uh, Ozone's old hope shows up again, and she flips out on Kelly again, making Kelly want to say fuck it and, you know, basically run off to Paris. Mm-hmm. And she basically, they show it, basically, her picking up the payphone and 
yeah, that gig's still available. Yeah, book it. You know, kind of thing. So I don't remember what the dialogue was, but yeah, she was ready to split anyway. So we um we jumped back to Ozone, hanging a banner that says "Save Our Street." <laughs> save our streets or something SOS yeah save our streets yeah and uh he does a whole dance montage scene in this like it looks like um thriller it looks like a thriller jacket but like a vest <laughs> didn't it kind of yeah it did kind of look like michael jackson's thriller jacket but with uh, the arms cut off so with the, with the sleeveless yeah constantly they probably bit each other's style back and forth constantly that's no probably yeah, exactly. Uh, they're well with the whole connection with Michael Chambers. They're probably boys, somewhat. Wonder if they ever did any backup dancing for MJ. I tried looking it up and I didn't see anything for uh, Shabadoo. I didn't see anything, and maybe he didn't like him. Maybe Possibly. because he maybe maybe Jackson would steal moves and not even ask permission for him. You know, I heard a lot of guys back in the know. day that did breakdance and that, like, they would get their moves and shit, like Rocksteady Crew and a lot of these. You can actually see them, a lot of these um, actual whole crews, like out of New York and L.A., they were, like, in um, Beach Street, that other one. I think Cannon might have produced that one, too. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. So, the real, these actually real street crews were in the movie, so. And I think they got a lot of their shit stolen from... Guys like Michael Jack, I mean, come on. The guy's like a fucking pop star. I mean, worldwide number one best-selling recording artist. Exactly. You know? he, could, he steal what he wants and afford to pay it off. Exactly. He's still he's still selling records like a motherfucker. I mean, that tells you how how good they defamed him with the whole you know child molester shit because he's still selling records and he's dead. So come on, what's that say? Exactly, yeah. You know, so... What does that say for us, eh? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Die-hard fans don't give a fuck. They'll overlook something, so... Yeah. I don't care if you touch kids. Music's good. <laughs> I like Thriller, and I like the music video, so... I mean, I like the work John Landis did, and, you know, it's a catchy little tune, so... We played some shit here on the show here by, by Wacko, so... Well, I ain't saying it's shitty or nothing. Yeah, I like to get people into the old, the uh, throwback '80s, you know, mindset. So, so we move on. The kids show up to town to the like the town hall to convince them that Miracles is a good place, and the committee tells the kids uh, basically they got to get out and uh, fuck off, beat it. Yeah, right. And uh, so they decide to fight the construction crew with break dancing. <laughs> that was whack too. I uh, I don't know. I guess I'm I guess I'm just speechless. They stopped it with positive break dance. Yeah, it's, I, it's getting out of control here. Bo- Boogaloo Shrimp almost got crushed by the fucking bulldozer or the Oh, did we mention what at some point he uh he actually steals a construction worker's lunchbox and tries to like run off with it but like falls all the way down these stairs and gets all fucked up. Ah, that's right. Yeah, he was in the whole hospital dance scene. That, you, you want to talk about whack. <laughs> the shit that was like people in stretchers and shit were dancing. That shit was whack, too. <laughs> it should be called whack, too, Electric Boogaloo is what it should be called. <laughs> I don't know, man. Now that I think about it, I'm like, what are we doing reviewing this? <laughs> 
<laughs> it's so terrible. But it's that brainless kind of fun that, like, you could pretty much get sit, sit and get wasted. And no, like I mean, you could be shit-faced and you could still, like, get something out of it. You'd probably remember the whole plot because it's that simple. Yeah, it's like munchies. It's mindless fucking entertainment. <laughs> I think munchies had a little bit more material than this. Oh, definitely. But, yeah, you're right. Munchies was goofy, too, but, uh... Wasn't whack though, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so okay, yeah. We, so we they stopped the construction for now, anyway. Eh, for a sec. Out. Yeah. Kelly decides to blow off Paris to visit Turbo in the hospital, and of course they do the whole break dance, you know, montage in there. And we jump to Ozone kicking it with Kelly, and Kelly's dad basically comes over to Kelly's apartment and says, if Kelly stays away from miracles and goes to Princeton and, you know, does what he wants, he'll uh, he'll pay the 200000 for miracles. Mm-hmm. Straight up. He's got the check already, pretty much. Small money your parents have? Holy fuck. Yeah, well, I mean, he's... he. I'm definitely convinced he's, he's definitely a multi-millionaire. I mean, the house is a castle, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got some bread. Exactly. So... Turbo, uh, basically, uh, at this point, we've cut back to him in the hospital, and him and his little La Senorita sneaks him out in, uh, in the laundry basket so he can perform at the festival. And then, yeah, like, right after that, that's where the bulldozers show up, and like we said, and the kids, everybody stops them with the power of break, and, uh... Basically, the news crews come down there and scare the rich guys and, uh... Basically, I don't know, backing out of the contract? What is, something, I don't know what the agreement was. Did they back out or something like that? To I fucking can't remember. It was too whack. <laughs> exactly, but then Kelly's dad basically shows up. and Because like, he's touched by all the kids and he's like, Well, maybe my black racist heart was wrong. He goes down there and cuts the check for two hundred thousand or whatever. Well, they see it on he, they see it on TV and they they're sitting at home and they see how much work these kids put into it and like holy fuck I mean these cats are serious and yeah they kind of, it was a touching moment I had a tear in my eye when the parents went down there and fucking cut the check and old celebration another whack dance and yep another whack dance and. That's the end, and then I think after this they did Canon did a movie with Whack T again, and it was called Rapping. And we're gonna have to track that down because it's mm-hmm. got to be better than Breakin' too. That's blasphemy. Breakin' Two's classic, man. It's fucking. It's like Donald. I don't know, man. I just. I mean, it just. I'm. I'm kind of tired too, and I might be judging this a little off, but like, I mean, comparing it to two, like anybody that recommends Breakin'. Breaking part two over part one, I can't do it. You know, no, I, w- I wouldn't recommend it over part one. Like if you if you see the box, like because I know there's a three pack with Beat Street at Walmart that you can pick up. If if you're gonna pick it up, you know, pick up the three pack. I mean, just check it out. But I'm telling you, you're not gonna be putting in part two as often as one. Like. <laughs> The great thing about one to me is like all of the great dialogue. It's just so cheesy eighties, like it feels like a teen movie, you know fun. You know what I mean? This movie the dialogue is like I said, far and few between. Like I said, they probably wrote enough you know, script 
and plot for 30 minutes and then just was like, we'll just fill it in with breakdancing. And it really mm-hmm. does show. And it's the change with the director. And I don't know what happened with the, you know, the guy who did the first one. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Excuse me. I know we, I know we said it in the earlier. Yeah. I can't remember either. Keep in mind, we don't, we don't, we don't rock all, we don't record everything all at once. So you know that was a few nights back. Fuck, I don't know. I don't have the page open, but they <laughs> hey, should have. Canon still made fifteen mil off this, so right, exactly. But they should have brought the the first director back to do this one, and I think there could have been. I think maybe they, maybe he got greedy too, you know. And maybe he all. maybe he watched the first one and was like, "This is whack. I ain't doing another one." Canada well, it was whack, to do it, or it made a lot of money, so... It was whack in a good way. This was yeah. whack in a good way, too, though. Eh, it was good. I mean, I don't... I guess... Do you recommend it? Yeah, I recommend it if you buy the first one. Only... do If you buy this by itself, no, I don't recommend it. If you buy the first one and watch them back-to-back, sure. Okay, that's that's all I'm going to put down. Watch the first one, then watch the second one, then decide for yourself which one's the best. And I know everybody's going to go with one. And you know, maybe we can get maybe you know maybe uh, we can get CK on here and debate because he he talks shit about part one. He he says it's shit. You don't even need to bother watching it. Just watch two. <laughs> <laughs> so, bring would, two electric it, boogaloo. It would be a perfect debate, you know. Uh, obviously, because I mean. Well, you know, he could lay down his reasoning, you know, mm-hmm. for what it, why he likes it. I think it's for the, the sheer goofiness of it and the cheese. And I'd, re- I'm going to recommend it just on those principles alone. Nostalgia, that, you know, I, you know, I didn't grow up. I mean, I didn't grow up during. I mean, '84 shit. I wasn't even born yet, so I didn't really grow up right in that period. I kind of grew up in the, you know, early '90s where. The whole hip hop culture and everything had already evolved into something else, you know. Yeah, I was already watching genre movies by the '84, so. So you definitely missed this one off the shelf, didn't you? Because I know you said you never saw the first one. Well, I was always by renting action movies and horror movies when I was a kid. I can't believe you didn't did, weren't did, weren't did, drawn did, to this. Didn't fuck with this kind of stuff. Didn't even go into that section. Yeah, well, straight I to mean, the horror section. This man. goofy cover with the shoes—it seems like it was something that would draw you in as a kid. I can probably just, looked too whack to me even as a kid. You'd have been like, "What the fuck is that shoe with the plug on it? That's whack." Yeah, I mean, that's not a Jason mask. Fuck, I don't want to watch that. Is that basically what you look out for is like a huge knife or pretty much yeah. crazy looking. What cover freaked me out the most? Ooh, I want this one. Yeah, I know why you watch so many of these shitty slashers, because the shitty slashers had the best covers. Mm-hmm. That's you know? why a lot of them have places in my heart. It's like, oh, I watched this like a hundred times when I was like, a kid. It's like, I saw the cover, and it looked like it was going to be badass. I got it home, and it was a piece of shit, but I love it, you know? Yeah, but I made a copy of it and watched it a hundred times anyway, so... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well... But yeah, I'll, I'll recommend it. Part, part one, part two, fuck. Rock them both, man. Yeah, like I said, I, I, you know, as if you if you want to check it out, you need to get the first one as well, and you know that's all I got to say. I'm not like I said, I'll recommend it with the combination. I mean, shit, if you can find rapping and just have a whole canon hip hop, you know, cheese fest, cheese fest, get on some crackers, yeah, some salami, and fuck, go to town. Yeah, I mean, and definitely if you're gonna check these films out, you know, get some drink or. 
you know, a whatever. Yeah. yeah, because this is goofy fun. Maybe have a couple friends over to let clown it, you know. Oh, yeah, That's the, what I do. The kids can watch it, too. Yeah, the kids can watch it. That's the nice thing. Like, it's goofy family fun. Mm-hmm. Like, like Harry and the Hendersons. Goofy. That, Seriously. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> Love that stuff. Exactly. See, seen that in the movie theater, too. Did you really? I grew, I grew up on shit like that, dude. Did they shoot that up there? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. Maybe. Either here or in, like, the Pacific It, look, it looked like a shitty, uh, it looked kind of like it was hey, sort shit. of, well, no, you didn't let me finish. Here. I said it looked like shitty shot on, you know, made-for-TV oh, cameras kind of thing. It has that say it look, has a Canadian look to it as well. Come on, don't yeah, be Yeah, well, Russia. I mean, it uh, yes, it has a little bit of a Canadian... Well, I mean, there was a lot of TV shows and shit shot up in there in the 80s, I know, too, when Beachcombers. Hollywood would want to shoot on location, and in uh, California, L.A. was just too expensive, you know? Word up. So, well, well, what do we yeah. got coming up for these fuckers? Well, I think I'm, I seen when I posted that little picture and kind of gave him the tease that Ninja 3 was around the corner and there's a lot of guys. Yeah, maybe we'll just say fuck him and not do it. <laughs> drooling for it. Well, let's just say we're trying to cut the show down so it's not going to be as in-depth because a lot of people like this and we kind of want to get people to go out there and see it and we don't really want to spoil it. So we're going to keep it short and sweet, but we're definitely going to get into some interesting stuff about it. So, Oh, yeah. So, of course, uh, you guys know what you're listening to. Exploited Cinema. Keep it locked. Grease Fiends. The Ninja. Mystic Order of Perfect Assassins. A young woman is possessed by the demon spirit of an evil ninja. Who are you? against the fury of a supernatural power. <laughs> One man battles the forces of evil in the ultimate martial arts challenge. Ninja 3, the domination.
Welcome back, guys. Uh, we're jumping into uh, the VHS Volt here. Um, even though this has got a remastered print, but it's a... What is it, a Region 2 or... The one I have? Well, I don't. I've heard of a re. Uh, oh, like I, I'm not sure. Version that's all cleaned up. That's actually out there, but they haven't released it. I think maybe there's like a, you know, problem with the rights or something. I mean, MGM has all this shit, from what I understand. Yeah, well, I know Revenge of the Ninjas on DVD. I have that. I'm still waiting for. I'm not. I don't think Enter's on either. Might be. Uh, there might be a. Uh... Region 2 print? Who knows? You got a region-free player? No, just my little mini DVD, my portable ones, region-free. Yeah, I know you can get them and shit, so I never went and picked one up. I usually just say, well, fuck it, if it's it's a multi-region, I'll just find a torrent of it and burn it on a disc that I can play. (laughs) I suppose, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see a nice uh, remastered print, like... Like I was saying, um, mine is looks like shit. I mean, I got it on torrent, hunted it down, and after I saw Breaking and Breaking Two, I was like, "Well, shit, she did this the same year, like right in the middle, probably sandwich right in between, or right at the end." Hard to say, yeah. Yeah, you, you mean you never know, but like her hair's probably longer. the is her probably the third one. Maybe I wonder if it would have been the first one. No, because they got the uh, idea to use her from the Breaking, Breaking movies. Yeah. And Sam Furstenberg directed this, same guy that did Breaking 2, so. You know what, I think Breaking 2 came in between, because you can see her hair is lo- a little bit longer than it was in the first one. And this one, it's really straight grown out, so I, I'm willing to bet, well, it's wait. Like, almost like this, throw in this. You know what, it said, Breaking 2 said it came out on December this says it's 14th of September, 84, so this came out before, so... Yeah, she did this in between. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I mean, release date-wise, it says it... And, you know, this says it's an action horror film. These are all released in 84, so hard to say when they shot them. Like, bitch can grow some fast hair anyway. Yeah. Let's just maybe wear it's a wig. Or maybe it's like a weave. They Could weaved be. it in. It's got a wig on. It kind of looks frizzy. Yeah, it looks all froey. Bitch has got a weave. <laughs> this is bad wig. Horsehair wig. <laughs> well, this is kind of an over-the-top movie. I guess we, you want to you wanna tear into it and start it off? Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Like, I don't know, it kind of all starts out like this big uh, scene at the at this golf course. Like, you know, this guy hits a golf ball into the bushes, and all of a sudden this fucking, he's looking for it, and this ninja's standing there, and he cr- but he crushes the golf ball, and... Like with nothing, like yeah. just crushes it like it's an eggshell. He crushes, yeah. They have a pool pool ball crushing scene later on in it, but too it was pretty badass. But anyway, yeah, he runs amok. Like this must have been some kind of gangster bigwig guy because he had bodyguards with him, and he fights it out with them, kills them. So fill us, kills can the you, guy, can you fill us in on why this old. guy's running around? What's what's what are we missing here? Because I mean, this is the third they, movie. What are we? What are we, what's they, fill in the blanks? None of them have anything to do with each other. So, so he's so, not like a reincarnated not, soul or something like that, or an evil spirit running around. That's what I thought he was. No, nah, he was an assassin hired by unknown people to kill this guy at the golf how, course. And how did he jump he into her body though? Well, Ninja's got the ability to fucking repossess someone. As right, a, evil guess. spirit. But it has nothing to do with the other two movies, though. Oh, it's, okay. It's never, it's never explained. 
What about the sword? Is there a connection? Because he, because no. you remember, he could store into that and like put him put his soul inside of that sword. This one's totally independent from any of the other ones. It's really original compared to the other canon ninja films. Really, got a lot more supernatural shit going on with it. Yeah, so basically this fucker, he, he just runs amok and starts cutting everybody up on the golf course. And uh, then the cops show up yeah. and he gets in a big fucking fight and kills a whack of cops. Yeah, this scene's pretty action-packed with, it's, like, cars. starts to the head and fuck yeah, this is great cars scene. going over cliffs into fucking gullies and trying to jump shit. It's, it's pretty cool. Good special effects, yeah, some fucking decent gore if you can get it uncut. Yeah, they must shoot him, what fuck? At least a thousand times? Uh, yeah, they used a lot of rounds. They're like, what the fuck? Why are like, we they killing him? They got him surrounded, and they're just bucking into him with See, shotguns. That's what I mean. He's, he man, like his legs his character, he's some kind of evil demon because he couldn't be killed and shit, man. And I'm saying, like, he can jump bodies and shit. Like, that's some shocker shit. You've seen well, he shocker. Is a, he is a, yeah, yeah, he is yeah. an evil ninja, yeah. He's a black ninja. He's the evil one. So, yeah, they shoot the shit out of him and, and fight him off for, like, hours, and he just cuts the shit out of him and, like you said, th- throws a bunch of throwing stars at their heads. And He's got a bow and arrow, too. He climbs up a tree and shit and is shooting the shit out of him from this tree for a little but while. He takes, he takes out a helicopter from up on that tree he climbs. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Like he climbs that palm tree and the helicopter's hovering up there and he jumps in and kicks ass and jumps back out and oh yeah it's fucking it's great it's all yeah, over the place hardcore yeah and then you got lucinda dickey fucking uh she's up she must have like uh well she got two jobs she's an aerobics instructor and she must work for either what the cable company or power Electric phone company, company or whatever is, yeah. she's a pole climber anyway and she's up working jamming yeah, that grooving out. I mean, we're gonna play that song too. I got, I ripped it so we can oh, jam nice. that in between the break. Yeah. And what does she see him fucking crawling out in the weeds there? Goes yeah, he's like crawling okay. around because he got shot. Like obviously, you getting shot a thousand times. Yeah. I don't know how he survived a thousand rounds. But... Well, I guess we should explain how he got away. Like you know how ninjas yeah. can throw their little smoke bombs. Poof, like big puff and of smoke. And he he's like to uh, himself real quick because he hid in the sand is what he did. Yeah, he's like a mole. He can dig quick. Yeah. The cops will laugh to look for him. He crawls out. Fucking Lucinda Dickey finds him. He babbles a few things and possesses her is really the gist of it. I, I think he possessed the sword and with her continuously fucking with it that he used that as an object to... Uh, well, he grabbed her and fucking mumbled some shit and fucking she had... Some kind of... in. Yeah, some kind of shit. kind of a little twitch out where fucking you could tell there's the transfer of spirits. Well, you know, why was the sword, why is the sword always bringing it out of her, though? That was what I was, I thought he was keyed to the sword. That was just my, my I think, yeah, he was totally keyed to the sword, like the fucking sword come out of the closet and danced around and shit, for Christ's sakes. That was a cool scene, very similar to the, um... Broom scene? Broom scene, (laughs) From breaking one. Love. Yeah, so I guess what she's possessed, and uh, well, she she takes the sword, by the way, and then reports. Well, it to she the... doesn't necessarily get possessed immediately. He just you don't kind of freaks her effects. out. Yeah, you don't. It, yeah, I guess. He, fuck, I don't know. It's it, it doesn't really explain a whole lot, really. This movie, it just has shit going on, really. 
So, yeah, she reports this guy, and uh, this is where we're introduced. I, I'm looking at um, IMDb right now, and somebody wrote in the storyline, attracted to an unusually hairy police officer. And that is just oh, yeah. sums this guy up perfectly. He's, he's King Kong, this ape man. He's got so much hair all over him. It's He's a fucking Italian dude. That's he's a weird little dude. Fuck. Yeah, he wants to bang her hard. He just won't leave her away. Leave her alone, man. She's yeah. I mean, Lucinda Dickey's character should have been like straight up been like, if we're fucking, you gotta shave your like back and chest. Like, I wonder what that whole because when they did finally fuck, they were like dumping V eight on. She was dumping V eight on her tits. That was a weird fucking scene. Well, we're jumping ahead a little bit, but like she, yeah, we've been revealed to her with the sword and stuff before that, but yeah, he comes over, like, the next day after you... Oh, we're trying to keep it short, so we're just got that far in the storyline. Yeah, yeah, but that was a weird scene. Good point. He does do the uh, dumping of the V8, and they drink it off, because they don't want to do a milk, so they want to keep the, you know... Keep it health. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Definitely, but I guess, like, though, we should explain the whole... uh, purpose of this ninja possessing like Cindy Dickey's character in this is to get get revenge upon the police officers that essentially killed them and shot shot them all the fucking hamburger. Yeah, each and every one like one at a time. What is she kind of like gets in a trance and then yeah, she starts see running around in the mask and stuff. Obviously it's a martial artist. It's not really her doing some of this shit, climbing up these trees but she masks up in some of these scenes and yeah and like takes them out like um, we move on, like some uh, one of the cops, uh, or they're doing a funeral or whatever, probably for one of the cops that got killed in earlier scenes, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, well, she's already taken revenge. Or No, it was when the cops, like that, the ninja killed at the beginning, were being buried. That's what that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and she goes there and, like, what is she, like, hit one of them with a bow and arrow and just starts shooting them like crazy and picking them off one by one? Yeah, she starts fucking just... It's like good good revenge action going on. She's just fucking these guys up all over the place. Kicking yeah. the shit out of guys out of her, at her aerobics class. Like, remember when the cop came there? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And fucking those guys are, like, trying to rape a chick right in front of everyone, and she goes and kicks ass, and then, like, they're roughing her up and stuff, and he's like, hey, you could be charged for what you did to those guys. Yeah, like, that's when I really realized why like, they... What, is it okay it? to just rape chicks in the street and harass right. women and push them around, but if exactly. you beat the guys up, you can be charged? Like That, that was did, kind that of a no weird scene. That's kind of as weird as the scene that I pointed out in Breaking 2 where there's like, yeah, that must be Dad ringing his own doorbell. Like These must be like weird little, I don't know, little twists that Furstenberg throws in there, like... It's goofy. It kind of Just throws you off. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Huh? Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, like I said, like we said, that she starts picking them off and whatnot, and then basically at like a certain point with this sword coming out of the closet and all this lightning and shit. The video game freaking the, out. Yeah, shit. the video game starts bouncing around. I think like wasn't like her stove or something, or fridge flies across the room too. Yeah, there's all kinds of weird shit going on. And well, right around this time, Shulkashugi he comes in. And he's kind of creeping around in the weeds and fucking. He goes and checks out the body at the morgue of the dead ninja and like fucking. He's starting to kind of investigate, trying to figure is out. Is he? Is he? He's not even a connection to any of the other films, or what? He, yeah, he's in all three of them, but he's just 
he was just the Asian guy that could kick ass. And was it the same character? No, he played different characters. Some first one, I think he was bad. Second one, he was good. This one, he's a good guy. Like yeah. For, did, so Furstenberg did the first uh, two films. I want to say he did them all, but I know he did the last two for sure. Sounds like some Ilsa shit, you know? Yeah, it just don't, yeah. it just shit just don't make sense. Yeah. Okay, well, um, yeah, like, we start seeing through the movie that, like, this she, she's on some Linda Blair shit here with some exorcist shit. Don't you, don't you agree? Like, there's, there's some direct exorcism. I would say this is almost kind of a exorcist kung fu film. Or not kung fu, but like rip off. Yeah, well, not kung fu, but like you know, samurai sword play shit. You know, possibly or ninja fu. <laughs> but um, yeah, basically, uh, well, we end up getting down to a scene where they're uh, gonna do an exorcism on her. Actually, who who is the guy? What was he from? A temple or something nearby or in the area? I couldn't remember. Fuck, he was... I can't remember. It was some fucking... Yeah, some guy that knew what the fuck was going on that he took her to. It doesn't really explain that either. Chained her up and stuff. Yeah, this movie jumps around a lot, but, like, the nice thing is you've got a lot of action scenes. And it's jam-packed with all this, like, action. Just just random uh, just fight scenes popping off left and right and... Shit don't need to make much sense. It no, it's mindless fun, but in yeah. a good way. Like that's why I say it's compared to Breaking Two. It's because because the, the mindless violence numbs you, and you're like, oh, this is all right. You just ride the wave, basically. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I I love it myself. Well, um, basically the the film. I mean. We're jumping around, but, I mean... We're trying to keep it short. We're trying to shorten the show up. Yeah, because a lot of people, like, are pretty excited about this. A lot of people know about this movie already. And for the guys who don't, you know, we don't want to give too much away. Because it is... It's got so much it brings to the table. It's like... Like I said, it's it's like a great 80s movie for the nostalgia. But then you got the Exorcist shit, which makes it a horror film. But then you've got the ninja shit. But then... It's a really original ninja movie, too. And, you, and like you said, that that just makes it more interesting that it doesn't have anything to do with the other ones because like you can just pick this one up and jump right in. Oh, definitely. So we forgot to mention too, the sword was in like some kind of cave at the beginning. You remember that whole scene where it must be the ninja at the beginning who goes into the cave and finds the sword. Yes, yes, it's really and, and I was I was under the impression that's why that's why I said I thought he was an evil spirit because I was under the impression that the spirit was within the sword and kind of jumped into him. You know it what could, I mean? Could be. Uh, maybe I'm reading shit, but like maybe there's some symbolism. Maybe I could probably I mean, is that sword in the other films? Mm, I don't know. Oh, okay. It seems it just seems odd to me that Canon wouldn't want to try to connect these films because they did that with a lot of their action stuff and I mean most of their films they were all about pumping sequels out. Yeah, not these ones, no. So what I mean, uh basically they get up to the mountain and uh what 
What's the one guy, uh, Yamada? His character, the good, the good guy. Shokushugi? Yeah, basically, he's, uh, he helps her battle him or whatever on this mountaintop. You remember that, that, that stuff? Yeah, Yamada is Shokushugi in the movie, yeah. Yeah, I, can, yeah I can remember. I fell asleep, like, the last time I watched this right about this part. <laughs> Late at night. Sorry, yeah, what do they what do they do? They they pushed him off or something. I couldn't re- I couldn't recall. I didn't take notes all the way to the end. I know they had the battle and I think they pushed him off or something. There's a big battle up on the mountain. We're, we're not going to give away the ending. Yeah, like it was some kind of ba- Yeah, it was kind of a bat. No, it was like a battle with souls or something and well only only a ninja can kill another ninja, so. Exactly. Exactly. So um, you know, it was a good it was a good ending, but it wasn't like grand or anything like Definitely wasn't the fight with the cops. That was like your meat and potatoes of the action. That was yeah. Great. They jumped. They they definitely went hard at the beginning, but like kind of slowed it down, and then it, like I said, it, it it morphed into an exorcism film, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. It kind of feels like um, Dead Beat at Dawn to an extent, you know, where like or an independent film like that to an extent where. It's or an exploitation film, even you know what I mean. It's like you think you're getting into this. You, uh, better a mainstream film would be from Dust Till Dawn. You think you're getting into a mm-hmm. bank robbery film? It turns into a vampire flick. Yeah, same, same concept. It, like Abby, that's you think you're getting a black exploitation film, but then it turns into an exorcist film too. I mean, kind of the same archetype, you know. So yeah, I can see I can see what you mean. It's nice to see that they were still doing shit in the 80s, so Furstenberg, my hat's off to you for trying to change it up, because I don't think I've ever seen an action movie, a a horror action movie. There's not a lot of them out there, no. Is there any other kind of? Yeah, I guess you can consider that one an action one. Yeah, you're right. We just mentioned it, so yeah. 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 But no, I'd highly recommend it. Like if you're into '80s cheese, ninjas, listen to Dickie's ass. Oh yeah, Shokushuki, we forgot about the scene, stuff. Seeing Lucinda Dickie basically teases us with the takes the shirt off, turns her back though. You know why? Because she probably only got little bug bites. Yeah, probably. No, I she, think it is. Well, she ain't got a whole lot. No, there ain't wow. nothing wrong with that though. I still wanted to see. Well, me too. I'm still disappointed. (laughs) So you can still show us. Don't be shy. Well, maybe when she does breaking, if they pull off breaking three, we we can get the payoff. Yeah, I doubt it. She's she's had two kids now and stuff. She she still looks good, though. Oh yeah, she's looking fine still. I'd overlook. I'd overlook the little, you know, discrepancies. She's a dancer, so that she's probably still pretty uh, tight body. I would you know, uh, Marilyn Chambers in like her fifties and shit was still good doing porn, and she looked fucking damn good. Mm-hmm. Damn good, you know. So, hey, don't you know? Hey, I'm talking to you, D, because I know he's he's stroking on these old ladies. I hear I hear his stories. Sniffing around the cougar bars in the forties, and, and yeah, he's hitting like ladies that's old enough to be his ma. <laughs> right on, brother. And, uh, you take it where you get it. Yeah, well, I, my message to him was like, they, you know, it's it's kind of like a, you know, you, I guess you could look at a D as a bottle of fine wine that just like got stronger as it was on the shelf. You know, so you got a forty forty year old, fifty year old bottle of wine. You know, that's gonna get you pretty fucked up. It'll fucking teach them <laughs> things that'll fucking make them cry. They'll fucking 
rip his dick right off. More cougars. <laughs> Old D will be crying under the sheets after they're fucking done with him. Oh shit! <laughs> Good times. Exactly. Well, shit. Well, get like two thumbs up on this one. My this is probably comes close second to breaking one. I mean, I highly recommend it though. I watched this one probably more than the breaking movies. Like this is always this is something I grew up with. This was a childhood favorite. So this is as soon as you seen this one on the shelf back when you were a kid, you grabbed this one instead of breaking two. Oh, oh yeah, well, I was into ninjas and shit. Oh, what did you have like a little outfit and some little plastic throwing stars and yeah, and shit, little plastic sword and all that gear. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, we used to, we used to watch Mad Ninja movies. Me and my brother. And then throw a little plastic throwing stars at each other and try to kick yeah. his ass. I made real ones out of like these five star whiskey bottles we used to be able to get in Canada. Used I used to, I, I used to have swords too. I used to go up to my brother and like whip him in the leg with the plastic ones. I yeah, was a hell yeah. oh fuck. We'd whip each other back and forth with them. Oh yeah, Bam. we'd go at it. Welts are all over our backs. <laughs> fuck, and stuff. Yeah, dude. No hitting in the face. Yeah, stay away from the face, but get wild all over arms yeah. and shit. Yeah, shit. Yeah. Good, good fun. Good, clean fun. Exactly. Times, times long past, and all these kids are fucking iPods, cell phones, fucking head up their ass. I mean, shit. If you're gonna sit inside all day, watch some exploitation films, kids. Watch Ninja, watch Ninja Three: The Domination, and beat yourselves up with fucking plastic swords and rubber fucking throwing stars. Watch Breaking Point. Get back to the basics. <laughs> watch Breaking Point. If you can find it in your dad's dresser drawer, watch it, yeah. Exactly. You'll you'll love it. You'll love it and you'll know you'll you'll see firsthand a woman fuck a shifter in a car. The, it's great. The infamous fly. Yep, the fly he's in a forty second street Pete uh porno release too, you know. That fly got we need to get him on the show, man. Jeremy. We need to get the fly on the show for an interview. Fuck, I think the fly was kind of gay though. He landed on a dick, so <laughs> he oh well in um in the porno I got here, he lands on a pirate stinky hook. So that's fingering a pussy. So well, even better. Even I know. <laughs> he smelled pussy, and he knew you know he knew what was up. <laughs> True that. I, th- I think he's distracted the odors. Oh, yeah, he's a greasy fly, man. <laughs> but, yeah, we're off topic, but I recommend it. Ninja 3, check it out. Definitely, if you haven't seen it. Uh, there's probably torrents floating around. and Is there is this a hard-to-find VHS or what? You got you said you had a couple copies? or Kind of, yeah. It's one of those Canon uh, MGM big boxes is what, is what this com- came out in. Hmm. I'm sure there's a re-release and slipcase on VHS, but I got the MGM big boxes of it, like those ones that flipped open. Oh, the flipper box, yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah, they're pretty badass. I wouldn't trade them for nothing. You should post a pic on... uh, There is is one in VHS collectors or VHS junkies. That site I oh yeah, we should try. We should try to. I never even. I man, I'm sorry. I, I should promote that thing on the Facebook page. I'm sure a lot, a lot of cats would join. So, uh, whatever. Are you doing? Are you, you? You know, you should get some trading going on in there. You could probably get that thing going if you, um, you know, got some people in there and start trading. Because, I mean, I know there's guys hunting out there for shit. Yeah, I've been trying to bust out a few trades lately. Well, you should hit up. Uh, 
what's it, Movernoscopy? That guy, like, I hear he, he doesn't even have any fucking DVDs. He's like, deals, you know, just yeah, in VHS and shit, and he's got a lot of rare shit I've seen, so. Yeah, he's got a few. You got a few more, though, you say. I know you do. Fuck, I don't know. You got the ultimate fucking load of fucking VHSs, dude. Come on, you got the Holy Grail. Nah, Don't feed around the bush. I got a few thousand of them anyway. I got a whole room full of them, put it that way. Yeah, exactly. Some, some pretty good ones. I got some decent stuff. I know, you got fucking, you got listeners hounding you for shit all the time. That's why I ain't gonna go into depth what I got. <laughs> You're like, then I'm gonna get more requests. So, yeah, I, yeah, and I, you still gotta pay up for those fucking those one discs, the uh, for the runner up. Yeah, so I've been wor- I've been working on those actually. I've had what I have to do since I have no burner. I have to take the VHSs, actually watch them and rip them with my ripping machine. So oh, oh I see. They're getting original rips. It's nice. That way, yeah, I have to just. I got. I only need to do. I need to watch uh, Summer Camp Nightmare twice. So I gotta make two copies of it. You gotta watch it. You just fucking shut the TV off and go and fucking click around on the computer for whatever. I, I just gotta get around to it. I like but, to throw things on in the background, though, so I know what you mean. And packages are almost ready to go out. You though. need to send everybody water power, too. Fuck. <laughs> no burner. The fuck. Did you watch all water power? Should we gab on that in the outro? I watched it, yeah. All right, we'll yeah, we may as well roll. We may as well roll out of this, I guess, sir. All right, let's jump into a break, man. Roll us out. Roll us out. You're listening to Exploited Cinema, motherfuckers. I know we're running long, but deal with it. It's not our fucking fault. We've been away for too long. Exactly. What do these things want, and why are they here? You still don't get it, do you, boy? They have recruited the rich and the powerful. They're running the whole show. Wake up! They're all about you, all around you. Blinded us to the truth! Take a look. They are safe, as long as they are not discovered. I don't know what they are, or where they came from, but we gotta stop them. Stay away from me! Put these on. They have us. Look at them! They're everywhere! We have no other choice. I don't like this one bit. Leave it alone, man. It ain't none of my business, ain't none of yours. We have been lulled into a trance. This is what I'm saying to you. We're in trouble. The whole world's in trouble. Control of it! You're sending some kind of signals on the TV sets. I've got one that can see. Mama don't like tattletales. Now we start spilling some blood. Let's go! Watch, but... I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick And I'm all out of bubblegum.
Welcome back, everyone. This is J-Dog. And, yeah, this is it. This is the wind down. The show is pretty much over. Hope you guys enjoyed. It's kind of a different episode. Uh, say a little bit, I uh, hate to use this word over again, but a little whack. <laughs> it, was a little di- it was different. We wanted to change it up. I mean, it's listed on the site that we cover cult films and Break These It would cult be a films. cult. Yeah, it would be definitely a cult film, so. Breaking 2, definitely a cult oh. film. Oh. No doubt in my mind. Ninja 3 even is a cult film, so it's a big-time cult film. So, yeah, there you go. And, keep, you know. We're keeping it to the format. Lucinda Dickey's three-picture, because that's how Cannon liked to do it, three-picture deals. Mm-hmm. You know, so three-picture deal with Lucinda Dickey, and, you know, there you go. That's the show. <laughs> I exactly. had a lot of fun. It's been a while since I got to talk some shit, and, and I had a lot to say. So the show's going to run a, kind of a little long, but... That's usually that's kind of the basis with us. We are, we're always going long. Yeah, we even we even Same. shortened up, uh, you know, VHS Volt too. So okay, we could have ran four hours, no problem. I bet we've we've we pulled shit off. Some of these episodes, you don't even expect how long they are, and you download them. Like I think the second serial killer episode we did was um, that was three and a half hours long. Oh yeah, yeah, mar- marathons. Yeah, we get out of control, but I mean, I guess the listeners say that you know they like longer shows. So I mean, that gives them something to do, breaks the day down. Fuck, listen to us talk shit for half your day at work. You know, I kind of just look at it like, uh, you know, I feel like I'm obligated to do this show now. Like, like it's my responsibility if I don't do it because people look forward to it, and like, you know, just on some real talk, like. There's not a lot of free things out there in life that, like, you can look forward to. I know I used to really look forward to the Blood Type Basement podcast. and I know I was sad when it when it ended, like uh, the one Ed and Runk used to do. Well, Ex- exploitation podcast. Kind yeah, of like ours. I never got to hear any of their episodes. I think I got to hear, they did an uh, interview with David Hess, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to hear that, and which was interesting. I know he talked a lot of shit about Eli Roth in that one. Actually, I remember. And yeah, no, um, that was a great show. And I think I heard the interview that they did with Eli Roth too, as well. It was. Uh, I think they did one over the cell phone. It was. It was. No, I think that was James Wan. It was James Wan. Okay, I, I thought they. Yeah, I thought they interviewed. Uh, did it, did it in the too. fucking bathroom at a McDonald's or something on a cell phone. Yeah, I that's think. so dedicated. That was awesome. <laughs> I never heard that one, but um, no, I do think they did one with Eli Roth because it was like, it's not, it was on a cell phone and they were like outside and Eli Roth kept bitching about how shitty the sound was and he was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> like he was a sound. I could have sworn this one. Possibly. But they did a whole format show. I mean, these the things I could find on them was like recordings or something of just the interviews. So they must have okay. not had their archives up anymore. So I never heard the entire show. So that yeah, was good times. But yeah, we're off topic again. But talking about see, we always plug you know other people's podcasts, even dead podcasts. Mm-hmm. No, we don't like to fucking draw attention to ourselves. Right, exactly. So go out there and check out BehindTheMask.blogspot.com and DeadPit.com <laughs> DeadPit.com ProfondoCinema.com um, 
Yeah, don't even bother listening to our show. If I just go listen shit, to them, even uh, the without your head guys, they did that um, interview with Heather Langenkamp and shit. I heard Dead Pit's gonna be probably tomorrow. It's dropping. They got an interview with Langenkamp. So oh, cool. She's coming out of the wood woodwork. She's got um that documentary coming out or it's already out called I Am Nancy. Yeah. Do you got that on the way or no? No, I'm thinking of getting it though. Well, I, I for- have to get. Can't it. forget Seductive Poison. Sorry, I for. Dropping podcasts. Dropping podcasts, Seductive Poison, yeah. There's yeah, there's a lot of good podcasts out there, a lot of you know, people trying to change it up and you know, it's it's refreshing to see, you know, the various podcasts out there that are different flavors. Yeah, different flavors. This is a craft dinner uh food stamp mix, you know, with our uh It's like craft dinner <laughs> and hot dogs fucking mixed together. Exactly. Yeah, basically Real cheap meal, but filling. Fill you up, yeah. Fill you up and leave you satisfied when you're done. It might give you the ain't shits. nothing. Ain't nothing fancy. Might give you the shits later or whatever. Just chase it with a cold beer and you know. Moosehead, of course. You know, I tried moosehead not too long ago, and my boy was drinking it's with me, and he terrible, said, eh? "He said it was some pussy beer." He said, "You call this beer?" I was like, "Yeah, it tastes like a rolling rock." That's what it tastes like to me. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't drink moosehead anyway. No, but I had some Sometimes. good. I get some good uh, Canadian lagers that are pretty good. I, I get all kinds of shit like that. I, that's what I go for: the lagers, the dark ales, you know. Hmm. Yeah, I, I can't drink fuck all. I'm, my guts won't, won't take it. I know you just need to shoot it, shoot the hard liquor straight into your vein. Motley hey, maybe avoid bypass the stomach altogether, eh? I then seen uh, Steve-O, and he had, like, go. an yeah. IV inserted with vodka, and, like, I guess you can do it, so... Well, the hardcore drunks will do it, yeah. Fuck yeah. Junk, <laughs> rubbies and stuff, shit, yeah, man. There we go, I got hope again for booze. <laughs> well, but you know, miracles... Just bypass the first. stomach altogether. Maybe I'll just put it in a baster and suitcase it, shoot, shoot a bunch of whiskey up my arse to get drunk or something. Oh, that's like. what I was thinking. You could just, uh, yeah, you could just, uh, uh, you know, pull out uh, an enema, like the old enema bandit in Water Power. There we go. Yeah, I could do that. <laughs> got ideas in my head. But yeah, no, this show was a blast. Like, I had a lot of fun doing it. We got, we got some great stuff coming up, though. Like, we're not going to drop it this show, but... We got another contest coming up. I'll put it just to say the least. Anyway, we'll give we'll give the whole breakdown of it on the next show, though. Yeah, I know we wanted to like try to put something together for this, but uh, it just kind of didn't go together just because schedules have been tight. But we're gonna get a little grand finale, and who knows? That'll probably be a three and a half hour show. But mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, I don't know what the next show is gonna be. We've been talking. I mean, a lot of people are saying they want to get in on a round table, but. I guess we could hint a few ideas. We've been throwing around an idea where we may just call you. <laughs> yeah. You don't call us, we'll call you. We'll call you. And uh, we're thinking about doing some like one-on-one, maybe calling each each lucky listener and maybe jabbing with you for 10 or 15 minutes and, uh, you know, just pick a topic and, you know, have a topic mm-hmm. ready. We don't... We're not gonna pick a topic for you, but you you just make sure you have a topic ready, and uh, maybe maybe we'll do that for the next episode. Because I know tight, you know schedules are getting tight, and uh, fuck it, that sounds like a lazy day show. You know we can just we don't have to watch do a bunch of research. Yeah, well, you want in on this? Show, 
you you drop us an email or message us on Facebook or hit us up on the wall or something. Yeah, let us know if you're interested. I think their best bet, just I mean, because I mean, you're gonna have to hit us up with your phone. Yeah, is email us. Yeah, via uh, exploited uh, underscore cinema at yahoo dot com and uh, hit us up. And um, you know, like I said, if you're if you want to do it, I mean. I think probably Max will probably do 10 people, but, you know, maybe more. I don't know. It depends. We, we'll probably try to do, like, a two-hour show out of it. So, yeah. And I think it'd be more, you know, just like I said, a listener-oriented show where, like, they actually get to reach out and actually um, rub greasy elbows with us. Rubbing elbows with the greasiest motherfuckers around. So don't wear your good shirt because you're uh, liable to get it stained if you come to this round table. <laughs> yeah, it's be kind of different yeah this like gives anyone that's ever wanted to like get be on a podcast or something well, here's your chance it's better than a call in it's a we'll call it's we'll call you yeah we're gonna call you so there you go we're once again innovators pushing the envelopes fucking it's like we did it first kind of thing <laughs> has it been done like that ever on a show i don't uh, think so i've never seen anything like well that before, you know so. it's 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 i guess it's less chaotic because we can we can take a minute we don't have to like take long bursts of calls we can like call somebody and then you know, take go take a piss and you know get something to drink maybe make some craft dinner you know mm-hmm. <laughs> hell yeah it's your band noodles or bologna sandwich or whatever call up another listener and shit yeah you know whatever so come on let's get some uh let's get some more listener uh feedback or you know whatever uh activity some, i guess hell if it's some maybe some new guys will come out of the woodwork, people we haven't heard from yet and stuff and want to get in on this listeners and all your loyal faithfuls. Mm-hmm. You get in on this too. We'll be disappointed if certain people they don't want in on this. Yeah. There's few, few listeners out there I know that they want a piece of this, so you guys better get in on it. Well shit, the beauty of this is like we call you so it's like on our dollar too as well. Mm-hmm. So it don't it ain't gonna cost you anything. So like We're not cheap, you, so we're not any tight of you like UKers, Canadians, um if you're in the Netherlands, I mean, you know, Germany, I we don't we don't care. I mean, you know, we'll fit, we'll try to communicate with you if you if you speak a foreign language. You know, obviously you, you listen to the show so you get somewhat of what's going on so because i know we we're, we're kind of worldwide i mean that's why i say we're the greasiest podcast on the planet because i mean shit i think uh antarctica's tuning in and, and shit you know yeah we got listeners like spanning all over the place like uh like uh, i thought i seen pakistan or something one oh time. yeah middle we're Dude. big in the middle east middle, uh, yeah actually there's like a lot of quite a few listeners iran iraq i mean i don't I, afghanistan i mean i don't know what's going on i know we've commented before but we're not affiliated with any crazy uh extremist groups or anything we're just uh <laughs> guys that like uh we like a little bit of torture in our in our horror films to an extent but uh we get into some greasy shit that mm-hmm. you know i don't we're know not part what's of the, the taliban or nothing like what do that. you think it's like soldiers listening in or what be hard to say yeah it's fucking yeah it just amazes me where some of the listeners come from and just the people that get a kick out of listening to me talk shit yeah, yeah kind of, man. I mean, we're we're pretty we're pretty popular in the UK, which kind of warms my heart that like cats in the UK are listening to, to us. You know, I'm just a good old Canadian boy. And uh, and yeah, big huge Canadian fan base. Of course, the states really support it, and 
Shit, I mean, I think I've seen hits from South America and shit, too. So, I mean, I don't know. You know? The only places we ain't getting listeners is they ain't got no internet yet, there yet, so. Yeah, where's our, all of our North Korean uh, hits? Isn't Kim Jong-il, isn't he listening to the show? Fuck, hard to say. Shokashugi, <laughs> drop in on the show, man. We're talking about Ninja 3. <laughs> Calling uh, you out. I threw North Korea out there because they're a communist country. They, If they've heard this, they would probably shit themselves. They don't even hear anything. If they knew a breaking point, it would probably disturb them and yeah, they get their people whole would world. probably get shot on sight if they got caught with this on their iPod or something or on their MP3. Yeah, player. they'd probably get shot like dead on the spot. Yeah, like it's like a prison there, pretty much. So you're listening to exploited cinema. <laughs> that Capital punishment. Be a, that should be one of our. Uh, that should be our little our next um, audio promo. <laughs> Some North Korean cat. Ah, you're not seeing North <laughs> exploited <laughs> cinema. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, man, we come up with genius shit here. Now we're gonna have to do it. So, yeah, we're, we're we're fucking weird original motherfuckers. Anyway, yeah, we might come up with something funny again, like we did the mutilator poster. I don't know. I, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. I, I that that was fun. That. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Once again, I guess it's time to say goodbye, though. I feel like fucking, like I'm running like fucking TV show or something, and I'm saying goodbye to the audience, and I'm all depressed. The show was done. Yeah, and then you get all bummed out, and then I have to jam out like a really depressing song, but luckily we had such a kick-ass uh, bunch of movies that'll probably be something from Breaking that'll just jam your soul. So. Fucking shaking your ass across the floor. And- exactly. Go hump your old lady after you're done listening to the show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, exactly. Uh, what else would you do? <laughs> <laughs> Be the first thing I did. <laughs> the show's yeah, like, inspiring everybody as uh, sex life and everything. So <laughs> I'm glad we can help. Yeah, molding each young mind one day at a time. <laughs> yeah, molding them grease fiends for the next generation. Exactly. Someone's got to watch this shit 30 years from now, so... Yeah, I guess on that note, what better way to end the show? It's J-Dog, he's saying, hope you enjoyed. Peace out, bitches. Bat32 signing off, and, uh, you know, stay tuned. Uh, we'll be dropping more shows. We've been busy, but oh, yeah. uh, we're not going to disappear, so... I ain't going nowhere. I'm keeping it greasy and sleazy, y'all. Yeah, we're like a grease stain that you can't wash off your furniture, so... It's like a shit stain on your sheets. It ain't coming off. It ain't going nowhere. <laughs> exactly.
Thank you. 